We're talking the CIA computers and taking named database and addresses. Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Thursday, June 23rd, 2011. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, Episode 315. This is No Agenda. Beaming with pride here at the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center in Gitmo Nation West, the People's Republic of Southern California, yay, home of the Miss USA factory manufactured Diamond Crown. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where I said head it, not hit it, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. Yeah, you can head me anytime you want. So I'm driving a Volt. <laughs> He's such a douchebag. He's like, yeah, you beg that you're, you're a PR shill now. <laughs> a total a PR volt. shill. In driving yeah. a Volt, they gave it to me to drive around so I could talk about it because I'm, uh, you know, like a blogger. Yeah, yeah, there's, we got a great interactive strategy here. Well, I give a Volt You're away to influ- influential people. Yeah, I'm I'm jealous driving around in an I can't oh, get laid mobile. I've got the Volt for five days, so what? The I can't get laid mobile. <laughs> I can't. It, it, oh, yeah, the Volt, the Volt, which <laughs> looks a little bit like a mix between an old... Pontiac Aztec and a Prius. Yeah, there's your <laughs> yeah. chick mobile. I'm, I'm telling, this is what I said. I'm telling you that this is perfect. You are exactly the right audience for these lame ass cars. <laughs> Old men. Old men who can't get laid anymore. There you go. Hey, Chevy, great move. Great move getting the car buying market, guys. Great move. Read all about it at marketwatch.com with your uh, shill, John C. Dvorak. You somewhere. Yeah, anyway, right, good. so uh, so they've, they've traced the E. coli to the beans for sure. Well, hold on a second. In the morning to you, John. Oh. Huh. And in the morning to all boots on the ground, feet in the air. And all ships at sea. And all of our human resources who are charged up and ready to go as usual. In the chat room, noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net. Completely charged, I can see, because they... Uh, I can't stop thinking it's Sunday. Well, it's, bu- it's bugging me to no end. You know, it's because that uh, that uh, that car you're driving is a time machine. <laughs> <I'm thinking. laughs> it's, a time. it's actually a time machine. So let me ask you a question about E. coli. I didn't. I thought that E. coli had to attach itself to a protein like an animal. I didn't think it could attach itself to vegetables. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They have a human-to-human transference now, though. Well, apparently this is a human-based E. coli that's been floating around for a while, according to the uh, researchers. I mean, it could be a, a, a biological weapon for all we know, but the fact is I don't know what the point of it is. But I thought it was interesting that more women than men got this uh, ailment because they're the ones that seem to have been suckered into the idea that <laughs> bean sprouts raw bean sprouts on your sandwich is a good idea, which did crop up. I remember when, when that first cropped up. And, of course, I'm in the Berkeley area, so it would have cropped up around here. Bean sprout heaven. And so, uh, you know, one of these, you know, you go to some place and say, would you like, you know, this is a sandwich, order a sandwich. And I remember the <laughs> They actually first- asked, like a topping? Yeah. They said, would you like bean sprouts on your sandwich? And I think the first time I heard that, I said, what? It's like, why would I want bean sprouts on my sandwich? I'll have a chocolate yogurt. Would you like bean sprouts on that or Jimmy's? The other one that they, you know, that cropped up around here, I I think around the mid 90s was wheatgrass. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Well, Mickey's uh, totally on board with the uh, uh, with the bean sprout thing. 
And Why? She, because, uh, I don't know, she's healthy. She well, thinks. who says? Oh, she says. I mean, look, I, she's making the salad, so I'm just eating it. But she had some other bean sprouts the other day. They were like, um, they were uh, kind of hard. They were like crunchy. I didn't. It, I don't know what they were. Were they the big giant ones, like the Chinese cook with? Uh, not how, well, giant. Not giant. They're like a pebble. It's like pebbles in your salad with a little, little <laughs> tail. Maybe she threw some rocks in there. <laughs> like baby, this salad's wonderful. Mmm, <laughs> mmm. I, I remember one time we were at the. Uh, It'll take twenty course. seconds before she walks in here and gives me the face. <laughs> the face. She's on the delay. She's it's listening now to called the, the face. It's the face. Yeah, it's not the look. It's the face. You got to be very, very careful, guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. You got to be careful of that. Oh what my goodness! You You're making hey. me look like an idiot. Yeah. Hey. Uh. Uh. I dove into our. Uh, well, let me say it differently. There's only one thing that makes me more angry than the actual actions of the elites, John. You know that, what right? Was that Adam? I mean, it's one thing to. Uh, you know, by the way, I think I accurately predicted five thousand troops being drawn down, which is exactly the number. Yeah, total 10,000 this year. But they'll come up with some other reason why they can't bring the second 5,000 Oh, yeah, home. no, I'm totally, I'm on board with this 1,000% that they're going to come up with some bogus reason they can't actually do the simplest. By the way, if you read the front page of today's New York Times. No, I didn't, thank you. But can you, I mean, what do you think the headline would be on, on the troop withdrawal? Well, just give me, well, write a headline for me. Uh, troop withdrawal. Um, president makes good on promise. President orders rapid troop cuts in <laughs> Afghanistan. Rapid. Hold on a second. Let me take you back, John. Hop into your Chevy Volt. Let's go back in your time machine, everybody, to 2007. I will promise you this, that if we have not gotten our troops out by the time I am president, it is the first thing I will do. I will get our troops home. We will bring an end to this war. You can take that to the bank. Yay! You take that I think to the that bank. Was specifically referring to Iraq. Well, he didn't do that there either, now did he? No. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> By the way, uh, in other words, what difference does it make? Yes. When President Obama took office, uh, there were. Uh, do you know how many troops there were in Afghanistan when he came into office? I think there were fifty or sixty thousand. Less, less thirty-eight thousand. Oh, there were thirty-eight thousand when he got in. Yeah, thirty-eight thousand when he got in. Uh, then he threw, uh, you know, then it just built up, and then we had the surge, an additional 30,000. So if we actually take out the uh, 33,000, which, of course, is the, the part Magic that really, number. really, you know, it's like it's one thing to lie and cheat and, and finagle and weasel and, oh, it's a rapid drawdown. It's another to throw the number 33 in my face. And by the way, how is it a rapid drawdown if it's going to take three years? Now, it just it depends on your definition the of rapid. The World War II only lasted four. <laughs> so 68,000 troops will be left, which is, is double what was there, almost double what was there when he came into office. And go figure it out. Now, the new, the new normal is, of course, all these smaller wars everywhere uh, without personnel. See, this is the great thing. You can you can still have your really expensive stuff, you know, your uh, drone helicopters. I don't think that's a cheap machine, by the way. You got your drone helicopters, but you got no troops anywhere. Just, you know, million dollars of hellfire. This is great. The military-industrial complex wins. Uh, we win because uh, no one gets killed, at least on our side. 
Now, of course, we lose because it's going to be you know another half a trillion dollars just until the end of this year. It's 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 absolutely outrageous, absolutely outrageous. Guy getting up there lying about stuff. Rapid five thousand, and 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 immediately on uh, the Voice, you know that NBC show. Yeah, the singing thing. Yeah, they had all these patriotic songs. Coincidentally, this uh, this particular episode, like America, I think not. America the Beautiful. Oh, I missed that. that. Oh, That's funny. oh, geez, oh, horrible. And then uh, this morning on CNN, it's like you know you get uh, military wives. Yeah, he might be coming home. It's, you know, that's so insulting. It's so insulting. <laughs> it, re- it really is. I found a, it was, um, I don't know if you, a lot of people, this this relates to it. Uh, a lot of people started uh, tweeting and, uh, oh, Fox edited John Stewart. Did oh, you-, you know, this is the most, the stupidest thing I have ever seen. Yeah, so. And then we're not going to talk about that story, but you know I'm like oh, I might as well go watch and see what see what it was. You know, like really, it was nothing. They edited nothing. Yeah, you're. Well, it doesn't matter. You're surprised. Yeah, you know, and, like, and John Stewart apparently made a big deal out of it. So I go no, to watch. I watched John Stewart. He did not. Oh, make he didn't a make big a big deal. deal out. Out. Well, someone no. made a big deal out of it. Yeah, the, uh, the guys like Olbermann. No, uh, so. Uh, I go to watch the episode, which is Chris Matthews. Chris Matthews? No, uh, Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace. Ted Wallace. Uh, over there on the Fox uh, network. And uh, here's the, the opening tease. Week. We'll talk with comedian John Stewart a little later. But first, we're honored to sit down with Defense Secretary Robert Gates. I'm like, oh, of course. We've got to be distracted so no one watches the actual information where the guy's sitting there with, uh, with uh, Charles Gates. Because that's where the real information was, of course. And it was it was a um, what do you call it an elite fest I would have to say when uh, Secretary of Defense he's still that for a couple more days was asked about the so-called hostilities um, in Libya and you know this is all about the uh, the war powers resolution you know the whole yeah, there's, there's charade. There's no hostility, so we can do whatever we want. Well, but he, when Gates is saying this, and you have to go look at the video, the show notes, three one five dot nashownotes.com, He's actually smiling. Or, Secretary Gates, is the U.S. involved in hostilities in Libya? The way I like to put it is, from our standpoint at the Pentagon. We're involved in a limited kinetic operation. <laughs> and he's just smiling. We call that a limited kinetic operation. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is funny. <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's not that funny. It's sad. It like it's, it's sad. <laughs> it's sad. Op- Where do they dream this stuff? You know, they had. He was laughing about the fact that it was actually one of the, the one of the uh, obviously male boys who came up with that <laughs> idea for the phrase. It, uh, it, they should like, have. You added- know, we spent months working on that phrase, <laughs> kinetic opportunity, and it was like you know the male boy came up with it. They should have added like a limited kinetic opportunity for winning the future. They could have like combined it. You know, they could have put a little more to it. He went on just to, to just to pour a little bit more on top of the flames there. If I'm in Gaddafi's palace, I suspect I think I'm at war. Yeah, okay, let me just check. John, are you in I the suspect. palace yet? <laughs> I suspect I, that they're bombing me. If I'm oh, in well. the palace, not outside, not not crossing the border. If I'm in the palace, I suspect I'm at war. Uh, President, the reason I'm asking, of course, is that President and, and, and this douchebag doesn't go like what. 
Are you, are you out of your mind, Gates, old man? No, he doesn't say that. Just, let me go to the next question on the script. President Obama, and you kind of ducked the question very ably, I must say. President Obama. <laughs> very ably. <laughs> Obama told Congress this week that the War Powers Act does not apply to what's going on in Libya. The official White House report to Congress said this. U.S. military operations are distinct from the kind of hostilities contemplated by the War Powers Act, and the president reportedly rejected the legal opinion of the Pentagon's general counsel, Jay Johnson, as well as the Justice Department's August, uh, Office of Legal Counsel. Question. Question. Are you comfortable with that? So, <laughs> what a lead-in, huh? Is that a script or what? It's well, like, obviously it's a script. You're reading off a prompter, but, but he I actually, don't like the setup where you, you, you present some information and then you say, Question. Well, yeah, but that's to alert the old man. Question. Uh, what? Question. Means it's your, it's your line is coming up, Billy Boy Gates. Uh, I think that the president is in a position to take the advice of a variety of, uh, of, uh, of people and, and else on, on legal as other matters that he has the opportunity to uh, make his own decisions. Uh, I think that, uh, in fact, I'm confident he would not uh, make a judgment uh, along these lines, if he were not confident that he was uh, acting in a in a constitutional manner. Well, I understand that you're saying he's he's confident you're, and comfortable here, here with the comes. fact that he's operating in a constitutional manner. But you know, to someone who sees we're spending uh, what ten million dollars a day, we have drones bombing Libya, uh-huh. we have surveillance, we have <laughs> intel. How is that not his hostilities? Well, I, I'm going to defer to the White House and to the president on the legal interpretations. Okay. You said so, so that we need to uh, get the legal interpretation of the word hostilities. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bunch of crap. Yeah, but it, it's more than just a bunch of ca- It looks like our IRC server got uh, slammed. That's interesting. Slammed with what? Like, uh, like killed. That is, I have not seen that happen ever. Wow, IRC IRC's uh, servers go down every no, so they, often. They have net splits, but uh, but this is uh, wow. I've never seen that where everything just absolutely like wonked blew out. up. Well, it's lulsec. It's lulsec. Uh, hey, you know we yeah. did miss one thing, John. I'm a little pissed at myself uh, during the whole Wienergate thing. Yeah, I missed one. They pulled a fast one on me. Executive Order One Three Five Seven Five. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, yeah. Hold on a second. I'll bring it up here. Executive Order 135. Uh, oops. Oh, I don't want these. No, thanks. Go away with your damn ads. Hate your ads. Um, this is the uh, White House Rural Council. Now, it may not sound like much, but there's a lot of things that are in this uh, executive order. This came out on June 9th. The the height of Wienergate. I think they just have this all written up, ready to go, and then like... <laughs> oh, they probably have a bunch of stuff oh, in yeah. abeyance. Yeah, and, and, I, and I warned ourselves, we need to pay attention because, you know, something's going to happen, we're going to miss uh, it. It's not like we missed it by a mile. No, but still, it's still 10, 11 days. Oh! <laughs> so, so this is, this is uh, President Obama's 86th executive order, which, by the way, puts him... Uh, yeah, he's getting, uh, see, Bush had 290 over two terms, so Obama's getting up there. He's getting close, uh, at least on par with the, uh, with the track record. Okay, so this is the, uh, the White House Rural Council. It's designed, um, let me give you the exact, uh, let me give you section one, policy. Section one, policy. 
which, by the way, you could also pronounce as Polisi. 16% of the American population lives in rural counties. Strong, sustainable rural communities are essential to winning the future and ensuring American competitiveness in the years ahead. These communities supply our food, fiber, and energy, safeguard our natural resources, hold on, and are essential in the development of science and innovation. Though rural communities face numerous challenges, they also present enormous economic potential. The federal government has an important role to play in order to expand across to the capital necessary for economic growth, promote innovation, improve access to health care and education, and expand our outdoor recreational activities on public lands. Do you know what this is leading to? Because I'm I'm ready to break it down for you. FEMA concentration camps. No, this is Agenda 21, my friend. This is this is Agenda 21 to the T. Oh, Agenda 21, that idiotic thing from the U.N. Yeah, but it's a little frightening. We've got yeah, I know. To, it's bad. Yeah. So, so we, what's the executive order number? It's uh, 13575. Um, so who is on this uh, White House Rural Council? You'd think we'd have some farmers and some other people, don't you? Who, who Monsanto. You? Well, how about the following people? Tim Geithner, Bob Gates, Eric Holder, <laughs> Ken Salazar, Gary Locke, Hilda Solis, Kathleen Sebelius, Ray LaHood, Arnie Duncan, Janet Napolitano, Lisa Jackson, Michael Copps, Peter Orzag, John Holdren, Austin Goolsby. It just goes on and on and on. It's uh, the entire cabal. Uh, Valerie Jarrett, by the way. May I just add my favorite What is she friend. doing on there? Well, she's really important. She's the White House Office of Public Engagement and Intergovernmental Affairs. Of course, uh, she uh, serves on the board of uh, Local Initiative Support Corporation, which completely uses Agenda 21 language. Uh, Well, explain to people out there what Agenda 21 is if they haven't, because we really never discuss it in great detail on the show. So it's a a very hidden agenda. It's it's a very... It's not hidden. You can go to the UN website and download a copy. No, I know, but the way it's propagated is a little hidden. So it's the uh, Sustainable Development... A project which uh, I think 173 nations signed on to, and this was signed by, I think Bill Clinton signed this actually. So uh, this brings in, and this is the real key, and it's even in this executive order, it brings in NGOs, non-governmental organizations, i.e. money laundering practices, to, uh, you know, to, to basically take away your land. So, they, so here are the keywords. Sustainable development is the word you have to look out for whenever that that basically means we're going to take your land because you don't know how to develop it, you stupid slave. Social equity is another big one to benefit equally from the resources afforded uh, us by society and environment. In other words, redistribute everything. Economic prosperity or public private partnerships. This is this is a really dangerous one. Uh, because, of course, the, the companies that get into bed with the government under PPP, they get the tax breaks. Then we have, um, let me see, uh, yeah, it was the Earth Summit strategy to save our planets is when uh, Bill Clinton signed this, I guess. But it, it kind of goes way back. The whole thing is, a, is part of a, of a scheme for global governance. Yeah, exactly. Now, let me read to you a quote from... Uh, President Bill Clinton's council, his uh, advisor to the president's Council on Sustainable Development, quote, 
Participating in a United Nations advocated planning process would very likely bring out many of the conspiracy fixated groups and individuals in our society. This segment of our society who fear one world government and a UN invasion of the United States through which our individual freedom would be stripped away would actively work. Would, it, 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 I like the way they put it. Yeah, well, I, These I, people who fear what we're about to do emphasis, are crazy. Added emphasis is mine. Uh, stripped away would actively work to defeat any elected official who joined the conspiracy by undertaking Agenda 21. So we call our process something else, such as comprehensive planning, growth management, or smart growth. So this is the stuff you got to watch out. Where did out. you read that? That's a, that's a statement. I have a quote here. of J. Gary Lawrence, advisor to President Clinton's Council on Sustainable Development. So he's, he said that we have to bullshit the public? Yeah, that's exactly what he said. No, we have to change the words. Oh, so what is, are the key? What are the words you want to look for? So the key words you want to look for are sustainable development. Yeah, that one we got. Yeah, social equity, social yeah, injustice. Yeah, no, I'm talking about the list that he gave. Oh, um, comprehensive planning, growth management, or smart growth. Well, it's a nice list, isn't it? Growth management. I'm writing these down. And uh, smart growth. I like that. That's a good one. <laughs> smart. It's like a, it's like a smart grid. Yeah, we can't just we can't be just growing. We're gonna do have to go smart growth. So these are all essentially these are uh, are key words that are used to 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 befuddle the public at large, but also to to clue in like the number thirty three exactly the, the exactly. insider. So when you hear smart growth and you're on the inside of the scam, then then you, you know wink wink yeah. wink. Okay, I'm I'm on board. Time to buy stocks in whatever company is involved in the smart. Well, I guess smart grid. It's all part of that. Smart grid must be part of it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so this is uh, a- another move in the uh, agenda twenty-one, uh, which we just completely missed. And of course, I don't think I saw it mentioned anywhere in the news. John, did you uh, catch well, any just, of it? Here, I got the New York Times right here. Yeah, why don't you take a look? Uh, uh, we could no, get lucky. Not no, in here. no, not in there. Ah, oh, jeez. Ah. Oh. Crazy. Crazy how that happens. Smartgrowth.org. Smart Growth Online. Supporting the development of vibrant, healthy communities. I think you can go to this website and probably and <laughs> probably key into a lot of the action. Wait a minute. Doesn't that, isn't there a smartgrowth.gov? Well, there might be. Let me see. Smart. No. No. Well, we can't register it anymore, unfortunately. No, there's no more .gov throwaways. Smartgrowth.org. It's pretty good. Speaker series. They got a bunch of public speakers. They have all the names of the people. Nice. The DOT announces a seven seventy five million in grants. Funded by EPA the EPA announces fun, Greening by, America's Cap Greening America's Capital Greening, greening, ooh, greening America's Capital. Here it's this website is a project of NCAT funded by the US EPA. Oh EPA. There yeah, you go. That, there you go. That creepy woman. Yeah. That's Jackson, who's uh, who's who's in Lisa Jackson. Is she on the list of people? Yes, yes, she's on the list of people. I just mentioned her name. The whole and here's one of them. This idiot, our Washington State Governor, who is a is a complete sellout moron. This Gregoire. Don't hold back. It says Chris Gregoire. She's a woman. Oh, okay. 
Uh, Washington State needs to create and maintain vibrant communities if you want to continue to attract a strong workforce and growing businesses. I'm proud of the remarkable work that's going on across our state to balance economic growth with sustainable development. Oh, there it is. You got to look out for these sustainable words. Ta-da. So, I so put, she's obviously part of the scam. So I got a, a nice little primer on uh, Agenda 21. Good. Yeah, no, we haven't talked about this enough because it, it's been creeping in slowly. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, my goodness. Like, network wow. partner on page two. There's a network partners. They got all kinds of American Farmland Trust, American Institute of Architects Center, Center for Communities by Design. That's oh, not communities. Hey, you're not. Li- they're against like single family homes. Live in an apartment block, slave. You know, they're against. Uh, right, which maybe, by the way, if you think about it, it may be the reason that the housing prices have been so forcefully dumped into the toilet. To get people, to, you know, and you hear a lot of the the meme is out there. Oh, I'd rather live in an apartment. Oh, it's yeah. better to live in an apartment, yeah. Yeah. you know, which is, you know, Soviet style living uh, lifestyle where you're living in an apartment. And yeah, OK, so your neighbor's nuts next door and just pounds on the door on the on the wall all night. No big deal. I mean, you know, this is better. It's or, does more it, sustainable. or does it or does it podcast. Sustainable. It's sustainable or does a podcast you should report that bastard. He's doing the podcast all night. Great. He gets up at 530 to do some stupid podcast. I'm reporting him. Hey, this is not good. I got to If you see something, say something. Oh, yeah. This is nasty. Oh, and Agenda 21 is, and I've heard people talk. It's like, it's almost like the Codex Alimentarius. It's one of these things that just seeps in from all different directions, but there's so much money. And now the president has actually put out uh, an executive order funding this. In the United States, funding it and giving the money to non-governmental organizations. We should we should have one. We need somebody. Uh, you got to get to this page too. There's all these links to all these operations. Here's one: <laughs> Rails to Trails conserva- Conservancy. Rails to trails, everybody. Rails to trails. So you get on a train, you find a trail, you build a rail, and build walk a trail, and walk. You get on a train, a rail, and you go to the trail, and you drive around <laughs> on your bike. Oh, uh, yeah. This is awesome. I can't wait to get me some. Green petition delivered to Congress Trail of the Month. Mm. Cutting 36 miles through the former coal country of western Pennsylvania, the Ghost Town Trail. Which is, the you know, so, oh, this is just amazing. Yeah, I, I knew I'd get you started on that. No, this is not, you shouldn't have brought this up so early in the show. I'm going to be <laughs> well, but I always lingering try to, on these websites. I tried to bring up the things in the show early on, which uh, work has been done, and it's not clip-based. It's like, you know, it's research-based. Smartamerica.org. I'm telling you, these Smart are all growth these. America, making neighborhoods great together. How about smartgirthgrowthamerica.org? <laughs> and maybe we could get some money. Is it, hey, we uh, we need uh, more girth growth and it has to be smart and sustainable. Sustainableerections.org. Here's a guy who's going to be on the news. Jeff Anderson, spelled G-E-O-F-F. Which hey, 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 just... hey, 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 that's Sir Jeff is also spelled that way. So we I, don't... Mean, I think it's a great name. Yes, that's what I thought. It's Jeff Anderson, president and CEO of Smart Growth America, topped the list this week of the most influential leaders in sustainable community planning and development. Yeah. The power of 10. He's been standing and giving a speech in the back of the speech. He's got a big, there's a big sign we have to look out for. It says the power of 10. Oh, wait a minute. Is this something new? Is this a new meme? This is a new I'm something? I'm thinking the it pop- is. Hmm. Uh, the power of Look 10. That's kind of weird. Yeah, it's, it sounds like a bad thing. So, um... Jeff Smith. 
the, it's the Jeff Smith. So, uh, so I've been practicing. I've been practicing because uh, this Rick Perry guy, uh, you know, the televangelist from uh, Texas. So apparently, th- this is kind of weird. This guy has been like lurking in the wings. He pledged when he became. Uh, uh, is he governor, I think, of Texas? Yeah, governor of Texas, yeah. which is a job that's mostly just a bullcrap job. There's no real governor. You know, it's not like they really run anything. So, so uh, he had pledged he would not run for president. And uh, then he went back on his pledge. And now, so I, I think there was some timing in there. And I got a feeling this guy has been set up and he's a shilly. Uh, but I've been practicing his voice. <laughs> And so this guy, this guy is amazing. I love it because instead of hello, everybody, he says, howdy, howdy. I'm Rick Perry. I want to thank all the bloggers because he got an award like some. Listen to this guy and alternative media. He's talking to us, John. He has a message for us. He said tweet. He says he don't blow my punchline. Howdy. This is Rick Perry. And I want to thank Eric Telford and Americans for Prosperity for this award. Award. I also want to thank the blogging community. I also want to thank the blogging community. I'm practicing. For your spirited defense of the values that made our nation great. It's a spirited defense, John. Spirited. Futile, but spirited. And your efforts to... What? Spirited defense that made something great. What? What's he talking about? Hold elected officials accountable. Accountable. You know, whether you consider yourself a blogger or a new media activist... You're part of a powerful force that is restoring balance to the public discourse. A powerful force. And then, of course, he he delivers the line, which will be the jingle for the next uh, couple of weeks, uh, as he shills his uh, campaign finance text number. Putting America back on track to true greatness. All right, everybody. Until then, if you've had enough, take out your phone and text FED UP to 95613. And you can always follow me on Twitter. You can always... (laughs) You can, you can always follow me on Twitter. Yeah, that's the good one. You can always follow me on Twitter. And you can always follow me on Twitter. And you can always follow me on Twitter. Yeah, the guy's a genius. He's right on top of things. <laughs> this is, ladies and gentlemen, I present you the next president of the United States of America. And you can always follow me on Twitter. That's right. You can always follow me on Twitter. But don't you worry. What an idiot. Yeah, I'm no idiot. If you consider yourself a blogger. You can always follow me on Twitter. Ah, that Anthony Weiner was doing it on Twitter. It was not a good thing. <sighs> so I'm looking at a, an article that discussed Weiner and said that he continue he'll, he can quit, but he can keep his uh, pension at like a million and a half dollars. Yeah, and, and like five million bucks and, of uh, <laughs> campaign finance, right? Why does he get to keep the campaign finance? Now, if that's true, think about this. When I read that, I just let a couple of lights went on. Yeah, I got an idea. Yeah. Why is this the reason? Because we do have this theory that Obama's not going to run for the second term under some circumstance. Mm-hmm. Is Did he start his campaign early so he could collect as much money as he can possibly get and then walk with it? Um. It's a possibility, and the whole thing is, I'm a little befuddled by it, to say the least. I'm, I'm, I don't understand exactly how it works. I mean, well, that's what I'd like to find out. Somebody out there might know. I mean, because I don't know how it works either. How does he? Because I thought the campaign financing was there's all these, you know, the election committee and all these other uh, operations to keep the fraud from creeping in. But it seems to me if you can run for office and collect a 
crap load of money and then say, yeah, you know, I don't think I'm going to run and walk with the money, which is what it sounds like Wiener's just done. Mm-hmm. Why can't the president do the same thing? Because he's and then he's aiming for a billion. Well, more importantly, why can't we do the same thing? Why, why don't you just do it and then tell me how the bookkeeping goes for you? <laughs> just, just let you know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, why don't you do that? And then we'll keep tabs on it. We, I, I got an email just uh, related to uh, Wienergate. And then we should get to uh, thanking some uh, people who uh, supported the show this week. Um, this is uh, from our producer, Junk. Junk. Now, Junk is, uh, he is a member of the, uh, he works with EOD personnel. That's the explosive uh, demolition people. And uh, he has an interesting story. He says, I had a conversation. The entire conversation was unprovoked with one of these uh, retired EOD uh, guys. And uh, he said, I didn't start anything. I didn't ask. I I just listened to what he had to say. But at the end of the story, he said, I was laughing like a maniac. So his co-worker had done his service during the Clinton administration because these guys also do like Secret Service. And, you know, these are these are these are the, these are the real guys who do stuff. They also, you know, they go dismantle bombs. So they have a they're like Navy SEAL stuff. He mentioned that uh, Lucifer Hillary Clinton was absolutely horrible to all of her Secret Service details. This is a known, a known, known rumor. Fact. And, a known fact. And that Bill was extremely friendly, but that's only because Bill just wanted everyone to like him regardless. It wasn't genuine. He also explained that it was rather common knowledge amongst the Secret Service personnel that it didn't matter how much Bill philandered around because Hillary had several women of her own on the side and really didn't care what Bill did. Now, the most interesting piece, he says, is when he began describing the main focus of Lucifer's interest, which was, quote, a pretty young Arabian thing who was her assistant. And he described Huma Abedin to a T, had the age right and everything. Now, this guy, he didn't make any connection between uh, Anthony Weiner and Huma Abedin, but he was just talking to this guy about uh, Lucifer Hillary Clinton's uh, uh, girlfriend, who she referred to as the pretty young Arabian thing. Just kind of adds a little more uh, credence to... The, no, yeah, yeah. How come what? This puts us. This puts us right in the. Uh, I mean, I think it's all completely right on the money, but it puts us in the uh, nutball category. Unfortunately, no, it's not unfortunate because if if no, if it's we fortunate to, actually, right? Yeah, I, I don't want like we uh, don't need to be. We don't need uh, to be. Uh, is your name Adam Curry? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Oops, sorry. Yeah. Hot pockets. And it's so sad. If only she would just say, "Hey, look, I'm gay. So what?" This is my girlfriend. It would be okay. Yeah. It would be okay. I got no problem with you. But now, you know, the, you know, this, this is sad. Well, meanwhile, Wiener's a beard. <laughs> Wiener's a beard. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's a... On the next Extra, Wiener's a beard. Catch it here with your special correspondent, John C. Dvorak. John, how are you doing? Hello, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Wolf. Just, I'm just going to end everything with... Back to you, Wolf. So let's uh, <laughs> Back- let's thank our executive producers for today's show. Okay, Wolf. Uh, arr- arr- one, two, five. We got five executive producers. Holy uh, cow! Beginning with Chris Ruddy, uh, New York. Uh, request Carmen to get his two new puppies to quickly learn to quiet down and stop peeing inside. <laughs> okay. You thought. Karma. I think, you know, 
Hey, all, read a book on, on dogs. Because yeah, really. You got to be mean with these dogs when they're puppies. But besides that, karma is for, like, getting a job. Yeah, you know, not it's, for dogs. It's not for dog pee. I mean, that's it's a waste you, of karma. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a karma waste. It's no good. All right. Uh, and Chris will be a knight with his next donation. By the way, we have to make sure that, that change the note in the mail. Oh, really? Oh, okay. All right. Francine Hardaway, who will be a knight today, Phoenix, she will, Arizona. She will, be, she will be a dame. A dame. Well. 366, I was making my dog, another dog story. <laughs> What's up with that? I was making my dog's dinner and they were wildly barking. So I said to them, shut up, slaves. And? I read this as a signal that I had to finish my knighthood contribution. <laughs> I'll take a little karma, although mine is pretty good. Uh, okay, well, we'll give that to you. That's great. You've oh, got well. karma. That means, uh, I think also, what's happening is people are seeing these uh, knight and dame rings. And they're like, you know, I, I only have a little ways to go to finish off my knighthood. This is, I, I, they want it. Maybe. She wants a de-douching also. Give her a de-douching. Absolutely. You've been de-douched. Sorry, I could have done a double shot, but she gets a split a split douche karma. Uh, John Schumann, she says that if you do that, maybe what Weiner will talk to me again. I'm not sure what she's referring to. John Schumann, Madison, Wisconsin, 33333. Did you guys get the honorary degree from J schools? Me, a knight, shucks, ring size 12.5. No, we don't get honorary degree offers from J schools. Joshua Dilsaver, or Dilsaver, Dilsaver. One of the two. Dilsaver, I think. Springfield Moe. Uh, three thirty-three, thirty-three. Please play the Gitmo Nation national anthem so I may be happy and distracted. Slave will do that later. Rather than calling them out as douchebags, may I get some karma for? Oh, this is interesting. He's who wants karma for Shelt, Dustin, and Nick, so they'll donate. So we have to do a douchebag karma. Well, they want. He just want. He thinks that the theory might be wrong, and then we should just call, give him karma, and maybe they'll donate. Oh, I, I okay. Think. Well, let's try it. Let's see if it works. You've got. Karma. I like that theory. It's a posit- It's on the positive yeah, the, the tip. Prob- the problem with the theory is the douchebag thing has worked quite well. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it could be a, a new variant. We don't know. We're, we're not in charge of the karma. And another uh, 33333 from Steve Nograti in Thornton, Colorado. Also, Timothy Cavanaugh, Sir Timothy at... For, uh, uh, yeah, Lawton, Michigan, uh, two thirty-two twenty-three. Hey, John and Adam, my night ring arrived this week, and it is so amazing that I had to donate. I will be listening to this episode on my way to Chicago. I was hoping you could call out Charlie McKinney, who will be sitting right next to me as a douchebag. Douchebag. Wait a minute, that was a broken douche. Hold on, let me make sure. Hey, Charlie McKinney. Douchebag. Got a double. Double douche. Also, could I get a little karma for good weather and a White Sox victory on Friday? No, we don't we don't control sports, but we'll try. You've got karma. The show's the bomb. (laughs) And finally, Gary Kostelnik in Mission Viejo, California, who uh came in at $201. And we want to thank all these executive and associate executive producers. They're the ones who made this show possible, along with the other donors who we'll talk about later in the show. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll continue on at this pace for the rest of the summer. Oh, that would be so nice, uh, in particular because uh, Ms. Mickey and I, of course, are going on our uh, on our trip, the Hot Pockets 2008 tour across America. Hot Pockets! Uh, we start July 15th. As we'll be uh, flying off, we, the tickets are booked to uh, to Virginia uh, to uh, visit uh, Baroness uh, Maggie Vincent of Virginia. This is kind of cool because we got uh, 
we got a, uh, another listener picking us up at the airport. You know, we have to fly to Dulles because it's not really, there's not really like a direct flight to Virginia. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to mention him, uh, but he says, oh, yeah, no problem. Uh, I'll be picking up. It's about an hour's drive from the Pentagon to your place. Uh, to, to, the, to the airport. I'm like, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he's like, do you think maybe he slipped on the script or something? It's like, <laughs> it's from the Pentagon. And I'm like, okay. And he said, I'll have- somebody from our <laughs> office picked his jokers up. <laughs> somebody, hey, could somebody from uh, the Secret Service uh, do this run? <laughs> you could take the van. Take the black van. <laughs> so, uh, you, you guys can get in the back, but you have to be cuffed. Oh, my goodness. Uh, anyway, so we're very excited about that. So you can follow everything at hotpockets2008.com. Uh, and for those of you who don't understand, the 2008 is, of course, because our uh, president signed the, uh, the, the uh, guest book in the Westminster Abbey as Barack Obama 2008, even though it was clearly 2011. So we, too, are being reactivated, and uh, we're just uh, trying to, to play it hip like all the cool presidents do. Uh, quick PR mentions that we have. Um, Jeff uh, says, uh, I wanted to get you some uh, Mormon based, uh, <laughs> thanks, some Mormon based uh, domain names at forward to noagendashow.com. So I got you askanexmormon.com. Uh, and he's going to work on a side project. So I guess it's going to, he's going to forward that and then he's going to create something. We'll keep an eye on that. Um, this just discussed. We now are the proud uh, recipients of forwarding traffic from journalismlicense.com. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying much, but we might be able to hand those out, John. I like it. I mean, did you see the list of $33.33 for the podcast licenses? Yeah, yeah, it, I think we can do a journalism license. It takes me as long to, to create, and by the way, you get your own site. You get like first name, last name, dot podcastlicense.com. So it's, it's like a real thing. You know, you can say, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, you got a problem with that? Check my podcast license, bitch. Good <laughs> podcast. So we can consider a, a journalismlicense.com. Uh, nice forward we received, um, monscampto.com. Nice, like that one. Along with mm-hmm. newsquirrelorder.com. Ooh, I like that one. That one I like. <laughs> the squirrel order. Squirrel. And donate bitcoins to dot me. <coughs> yeah, that'll go far. So now I guess for 180,000 bucks, you can buy your own uh, top level domain. Yeah. Is it 180,000? Is that what it costs? Yeah. What a scam. Yeah. That's a real scam. But it would be cool to have that. Yeah. No, no, wait. It would be cooler to have $180,000, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let's just move on. Bananasdoom.com. I'm not quite sure what the point is of that. Um, we have internetlicense.me, which actually I kind of like. It doesn't sound as official, but it's kind of like a request. Um, is the government corrupt.com? There you go. That's uh, forwarding to uh, noagendashow.com, as well as crackbotandbuzzkill.com. I thought we already had how that one. Get, how did that one get by I have no idea. Did I, did I just Jeez, miss it or something? you kidding hmm. me? Dot com? Maybe it was just added. We have a, this list, and we've got... Uh, uh, producer Simon, who's uh, who's who's adding all these domain names to domains.nashownotes.com. So maybe just got maybe might have been a cross in traffic. Uh, here's one that's possible. Uh, we could probably sell this to the Germans for Gitmo Nation sauerkraut. Remember that uh, they're starting to hand out uh, internet passes 
to the to the little slavelets there in school. Internetmediapass.com, which might be something. It's like a hall pass. Yeah. <laughs> in the morning, Adam says, Lee, uh, want to tell you a story. It just happened to my 75-year-old grandmother. Just came back from visiting the U.S., I had to ask, what was it like going through the airports in the TSA? Well, she wasn't too impressed with the body scanner, but the icing on the cake was with the TSA agent advising her she needs a better supporting bra and how the straps need adjusting. What? Yeah. This is what the the TSA told his 75-year-old grandmother. Hey, Granny. Hey, your bra. Yeah, your boobs are hanging down. Get us a better support. You're making me want to throw up. So he um, created AmericaOrBust.com as a forward in honor of his, of his grandmother, which I think is beautiful. Fantastic. And uh, those are our uh, PR mentions uh, for this episode. And, of course, we want to really thank our uh, executive producers, Chris Ruddy, Francine Hardaway, John Schumann, Joshua Dilsever, or Dilsaver, I think it's Dilsaver, uh, Steve Nogradi and associate executive producer Sir Timothy Cavanaugh and Gary Kostalnik. Thank you so much for supporting this program. We cannot, uh, will not, and do not play commercials. We have no commercial interests, and uh, the Chevy Volt sucks ass. So you can do this and go out and propagate the formula. Our formula is this we go out, we hit people in the mouth. kitchen talking to the dog yeah trying to help francine out there yeah yeah mm. so i got a couple of interesting things i ran you know sometimes when you do clips you uh you end up with uh when you listen to the clip you fi- you discover something can i ask you, you, can, you, can, I ask you can i ask you a question before you do this what happens if you go through tsa and you don't have a bra on if you're a woman? Yeah. Well, <laughs> John, since you go... <laughs> last time, Try it, John. Try going through the checkpoint without a bra I and tell me how it works out for you. So what happens is the following. Everybody to the screening, <laughs> to the screening terminal. Everybody to the screening terminal. We, ha- we have an opt-out, 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 opt-out. Woo, come on, everybody, let's go. Secondary screening for the for this person. <laughs> Tertiary screening. I'm next. I'm next. Yeah, you got a fourth screening just to make absolutely sure. Yeah. I don't right. know. What do you think? I don't know. I I'll, think we just described it. I'll ask Mickey to do it. <laughs> Mickey will do it. She'll do it. Why not? She'll take one for the team. All right. Cool. So anyway, back to my thing. So I've discussed, you know, you you must do this. You 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 make a clip and then you listen to it. And you say, "Oh my God, I I didn't pick up on yes. that little nuance." Uh, oh yeah, happens all the time. Because you, for one thing, when you're seeing something, it's one thing, but when you're listening, just listening, your different part of your brain is at work. Yeah. So I didn't realize. So I'm listen. I got this clip and I clipped it because it is a um, the clip is the incredible revelation. This is a Jimmy Fallon show. Mm-hmm. This I. Took the clip because I thought it was funny that uh, the uh, uh, actress uh, Cameron Diaz promoted the use of marijuana. I thought it was amusing. Uh, And she did in a funny offhanded way. But in the process of her coming out and saying marijuana is great, Fallon says, actually says, 
hey, that you're, this is not in the script. This is not what we're supposed to be talking about. <laughs> really? <laughs> but he only gets caught. He just very, it's a very short thing. You'll hear it in here. And then at the end, after she says, no, no, it was the character in the movie who said that. And then he says, good save. In other words, he made it so the o- the overlords, you know, can he has the, the, the memo that will be flying. This is not what was discussed, so we should not be <laughs> this discussing. This was not a, uh, well, let's talk about this in a minute. Listen to the clip first. Oh, yeah, definitely. I make her inhale. I'm like, hold it in, hold it in. <laughs> You're awful, but it's very, very, so much fun. very, very fun. Weed is awesome. Weed is awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, I don't think that's that in this... A- that was in my one of my character says. That's not what I said. Yes, so, very nice. That's a line my character says in the movie. Very nice. Nice save. Thank there. you. Uh. Yeah. See, the, the the way this works on these talk shows is you go in two or three days before, and you sit down and you do the pre-interview with a segment producer. And the segment producer is going to push you towards what they want out of you to start with. Now, with Cameron Diaz, it's a little bit different because she's Cameron Diaz and, uh, you know, she's Cameron Diaz. But still, she's being told what the segment's going to be about. She has the PR person from the movie there with her who is, of course, has her agenda. And, you know, and the whole thing is they want to make sure that there's not too much weed reference because that can't be, you know, this is about a bad teacher. It shouldn't just be about weed, 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 weed. And of course, Cameron's a little, you know, she's a loose cannon. And this is why Jimmy Kimmel is freaked out because he has a list of exactly. Jimmy Fallon. What did I say? Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, Fallon. Kimmel, Fallon, same difference. He has a script and he has a rundown of everything that is pre-produced. And all he has to do is kick off the first question. And he knows what the, he already knows what the answer is going to be. And they always allow for a funny story. So I don't know if she had her own little personal funny story, but it's all rehearsed right down to the timing of it. And that's why uh, it sucks. It totally sucks. But I heard the guy says, wait a minute, this isn't in the script. This isn't what we're supposed to be talking about. I mean, he, they, she did kind of step on that line, but you could hear it clearly. And then he, I mean, it was just so, it just was like, well, bro, why we watch this crap? Yeah. There was another drug thing that was going on. And, uh, and of course, you know, I had the no agenda news network.com, which, uh, I think I signed up another 50 producers to this thing. This is great. We're, we're on fire now. Uh, there's always something new going on there. So I see the story crop up all around Gitmo Nation, Europe, uh, United States of Europe, about bad Coke. I see it in Holland, in the Lowlands. I think I saw it in, uh, maybe it was Norway. Well, you can, I can hear you typing, so you're Googling around. So there's bad Coke, bad Coke, bad Coke. And, and I'm like, okay, what's going on? Then all of a sudden, oh, bad Coke in America. And it's not just bad, it's greatly bad. Sarah, as if cocaine use isn't risky enough, now there is this new danger associated with the drug. It can cause your flesh to rot. That is right. Doctors here at UCLA, or I should say Harbor UCLA Medical Center, were seeing an alarming number of patients with a mysterious skin condition. But now that condition, that mystery, is solved. Michelle Pfeiffer's character in the movie Scarface arguably made snorting cocaine look glamorous and reinforced stereotypes that coke is the drug of choice of the rich and sometimes famous. Al Pacino's crime kingpin did plenty of blow as well. Both probably wouldn't get close to this stuff. Now pay attention to all, this is very relevant to, to the piece. They, you don't think it is, but it is. However, if they knew about an alarming trend among users today. 
rotting black flesh on the nose, ears, neck, <laughs> all over the body in some cases. The effects look like frostbite or gangrene. But a dermatologist at Harbor UCLA Medical Center in Torrance, along with researchers in San Francisco and New York, found the culprit. Dr. Noah Kraft co-authored a case study. Describing a series of patients that had um, taken contaminated cocaine either by snorting it or smoking it, and then a horrible, severe skin reaction that developed from the contaminant in the cocaine. That contaminant, Kraft says, is called levamisole, a drug used to deworm livestock. Well, it's unclear why exactly it's being cut into the cocaine, but there are some older papers in the literature describing that it does stimulate neurons the same way that cocaine does. So that is the relevant bit. Here's what's going on. The government, the CIA in particular, uh, are very worried because kids more and more are turning to chemicals that they're cooking up, like uh, bath salts, and now uh, apparently this uh, deworming stuff, which can get you high. They're worried because they're weaseling in on their business. This is the government's business to sell you the cocaine. And they don't want you taking the bad stuff, so that's why they bring in the, hey, you got to get the pure stuff, you got to get the Al Pacino stuff, you got to get the Sharon Stone stuff, you got to get the good stuff. You got to be careful, kids. This is not about look out for bad coke. This is like, make sure you get ours. This is PR. And it's and it, apparently this is all over the world now. This uh, deworming stuff. Hmm weird a couple of things you know they they i don't see that anything in in the movie scarface glamorized the use of cocaine are you kidding me yeah no it it's uh, this is the guy's got a big pile his face falls in it he becomes completely insane the woman is strung out i don't see you don't know nothing of course of course scarface is like awesome yeah say hello to my little friend you know everyone forgets that you know he gets blown away at the end that's not the point it totally glamorized coke i don't think so i watched that movie just recently i I thought it was (laughs) i think it's a hilarious you're driving a chevy volt you are not the epitome of hip I, by the way, I think our, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's your own fault, brother. It's your own fault. Yeah, brother. Brother. So uh, the uh, people who do our, uh, our our entertainment site, with the, they should put Scarface on the list of movie recommended movies because it's actually one of the great American classics. It's a fantastic movie. But uh, I'm not seeing the uh, the glamour meme in that movie, but... Well, one thing's Maybe for sure, it do. was so pure that he could stuff his whole face in it and his ear didn't fall off. Yeah, well, that's, that's for sure. Have you seen the pictures that they're showing? It's yeah. Like, it's, like, really bad. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. I mean, the, what, the deworming stuff makes your nose fall off? Doesn't make... Well, how, why? why, why the, the, the picture I'm looking at is a, of an rot, a ear rotting away. Yeah, <laughs> it's a disgusting what, picture. What is the point? I mean, I how does know. that work? I don't know. I'm, I, I'd like to see the chemistry of this. This, uh, this whole thing seems a slightly bogus to me. I'm not a cocaine expert. I've never done it in my life, ever. Well, that, that's weird because it's been so glamorized by the movie Scarface yeah, but that you'd think you'd be lured into it. No, but I've, I'm not lured into it. I'm not an idiot. Well, that's because it wasn't glamorous in the movie. <sighs> okay. 
I think you're right. You may be right or wrong on this, but uh, whatever the case is, uh, I would think my argument using the same thesis that we we run with on this show is that they're just trying to get people off coke because I don't think they have that much. I don't think our government has the kind of control that they have over the heroin supply. And they would like to just get people over to heroin. Well, that's also possible. I'll take that as a possibility. I'll take that. So back to the uh, oh, here, play boots on the ground. You got to give me a second. I mean, you know, it's like uh, boots on the ground. Boots on the ground. That's your slogan, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> Where's that from? It's from Law and Order's uh, Criminal Intent. I, I we were watching, and my, my Mimi says, "You got to get that clip. You got to get that clip. Give it to Adam <laughs> <laughs> because Adam will play it." Twirl. Yeah. Right. So, so uh, yeah, go ahead. Go on. No, you please, please. Go. I got one drug ad. I got a, you know, the Entertainment Tonight thing about the Kardashians. Oh, jeez. I have to play because I've got an observation on that. And I have an unbelievable clip. And also... Uh, well, well, instead of teasing all your clips, let's go to... Uh... And now, back to real news. We now go to our entertainment reporter in uh, Hollywood. John C. Dvorak, who, of course, you know, has been reporting on entertainment news for 32 years. Uh, John. Adam, so we have a uh, the opening of the last uh, Entertainment Tonight show, which is, of course, the dregs, uh, the, the royalty-oriented uh, specific types of celebrity Hype the show elites. Yep. for the elites. Go. Now, Entertainment Tonight, Woo! the most-watched entertainment news magazine in the world. Inside the Kardashians' biggest blowout as we blow the lid off Kim's summer wedding plans. Who will design the gown? Who will be invited? And how many millions could it all cost? The ceremony secrets Kim's wedding planner is only telling us. There will be things that have never happened before. Ever. A bachelorette emergency. This was serious. Carted off in an ambulance. The disaster that nearly shut down the show. Transformers new bombshell, Rosie Huntington Whiteley in a bikini as we count down to the big Moscow premiere. Plus, Tom and Julia now and then as I surprise the stars with their very first ET interviews. Oh, my Lord! (laughs) Now, in depth on the biggest entertainment stories from around the world. Hello and welcome to Entertainment Tonight. I'm Mark Steinis. Hi, everybody. I'm Nancy O'Dell. And we are in front of the big news making headlines today. We have new clues to Kim Kardashian's I Do's. It is the most anticipated wedding of the summer. And our Samantha Harris uncovers the ceremony details you won't hear anywhere else from one who knows, Kim's wedding planner. Okay, now, now before we go on with my analysis of this crap, I have a clip. It's called The Secret Incredible Kardashian Flavors. This is the wedding planner. Mm-hmm. They have, they, they're going to bust this out. This information is so valuable, so unbelievable. These new flavors that the Kardashians are going to use for their wedding cake. Uh, we're going to play. This is like an exclusive for a lot of people. I think we're going to play it. Ready? Hit it. Yeah, an idea of what Kim's flavor would be. It's vanilla with chocolate. Oh! Mm. oh. Okay, so... Uh, I have to say a few things before you deconstruct. Uh, I, I follow this because I know that this is what the uh, the sleep the and sleepend and the docile watch. And uh, this is uh, first of all, we're going to see the, the a huge industry that this is for the uh, wedding industry, and this is the swan song for uh, Kim Kardashian. 
this entire thing is scripted. This entire show is scripted. Every Duh. no, but people don't realize. They really don't. Okay. Uh, they really don't realize it. And she will get a divorce as well. Well, that's a. I don't doubt the divorce, but this is not the swan song, and I'm going to explain why. Well, I think it is, and uh, and I'll tell you because people are getting fed up with Kim Kardashian, and it's going to move over now to Chloe. Uh, Chloe well, is no, the new cool one. Well, then maybe, maybe, but uh, Kim is, I think, slightly prettier. But this is interesting to me. By the way, what is more banal than vanilla with chocolate <sighs> as breaking news? <laughs> Well, you know, I think everyone went like... And she says it as though this is a new idea. Honey, honey, do we have any ice cream? Because I just heard vanilla and chocolate on the TV. Idiots. So I was thinking about this because, you know, I watched this and I go, who cares about this woman or the three million dollars? I don't, I mean, I don't, what is she? She is, what is she? And Very I, wealthy. I, I was... I was reading some old newspapers, doing some research on something, and I didn't realize it. But this has been this this whole meme. This is a fractal. It's been done before, probably more times than I even want to guess. But the classic example, I think, the model for this whole thing was when Jolie Gabor came to the United States with her daughter Jaja, Ava, and Magda in the 1930s and promoted these women as. Some sort of quasi-celebrities who did nothing, never did anything through their entire career. And to this day, when 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 Ava Gabor died, it was in the news. And Jaja Gabor to this day is still in the news. And this is some – I have no idea why the public puts up with this crap, but they do. And I expect to see Kim Kardashian and Chloe to be heard from and seen and mentioned for the rest of our crummy lives. <laughs> Until their legs fall off like Jaja Gabor. It's going to be this like that? N- yep. Uh, uh, maybe. Maybe Paris Hilton's going down. You know, her, She'll her, be around forever, too. We're her, stuck with these people. Yeah. No, we're not really. I mean, just I just tune it out. But uh, Mickey and Christina watch that. They, they get together on Kar- Kardashian nights. <laughs> they do. They do. It's like, come on over. Come on over. We're going to watch the Kardashians together. I'm watching the new uh, Coco, Ice and Coco. It's uh, uh, rapper no Ice-T and his uh, and his wife, Coco. Oh. <laughs> These shows are great. I love them. I love them. Uh, Mother Jones wrote a good article, John. Uh, and this is quite amazing to me. Surprise! Mother Jones, I think, is pretty good, journalistically speaking. I like what they, uh, what they write. Surprise! TSA is searching your car, subway, ferry, bus, and your planes. Not to mention the trains. As uh, TSA Administrator John Pistoli told Congress last week, TSA conducts 8,000 8, unannounced security screenings every year. This is part of the Viper team. <laughs> and yeah, still- this is the one that we talked about about six months ago that took place at one of the uh, train stations as people were getting off the train. Uh, in, I believe, Georgia. We're looking for threats to national security. And the Viper team's going to be there. A Viper screening at Des Moines Greyhound Station last week targeted, allegedly targeted Latinos. Another TSA Border Patrol Viper screening on a trolley. Trolley, ladies and gentlemen, in San Diego. <laughs> trolley. Ding, ding, ding goes the trolley. Clang, clang, clang goes the bell. So, uh, do you remember this little ditty? Imagine boarding a train in the center of a city. 
No racing to an airport and across a terminal. No delays. No sitting on the tarmac. No lost luggage. No taking off your shoes. <laughs> no taking off your shoes. Yeah, the Gitmo Nation is really closing in on this. Uh, you know, we've talked about FICO, haven't we? Is it FICO? Yeah, FICO, I think it is. This is the company that uh, that rates your credit. FICA, yeah. No, I think it's FICO. No. It's FICA? Yeah. Really? What's F-I-C-A. Fi- what's FICO, then? Federal Insurance Contributions Act. No, no. Is FI- FICA is, is, what you, is money they steal from your paycheck. Your FICO score. Okay, FICA, well, I got the Fair Isaac Corporation. Public yeah. company that yeah, provides F- analytics. FICO, FICO. People, I think it's a, it's a misnomer. People say FICO score, but it's FICO. We just yeah, agree. it yeah. is. You're right. I'm wrong. Okay. All right. So um, this company really really determines your life, and, and they ruin your life. Oh, I know. I you know we could do a whole sh- well, dozen uh, shows on this bull crap. Well, let me give you a little extra. So let's just for people to understand, and this exists in every country as far as I know. It's called something else, and it's a commercial company. They determine whether you are credit worthy enough uh, or, or not. And of course, um, I had uh, a severe problem. You know, I can't even uh, be a, a co-signer for my daughter's apartment because I have no credit card, no nothing. I live on cash within my means. I have a debit card, and um, you know, so uh, the, uh, every single time we went, you know, I had to like pay in advance for my daughter's uh, apartment. Because uh, they said, well, you have no credit. Well, you have no history, so we can't trust you. It's like, so I'm not in debt, so I'm not trustworthy. That's correct, sir. And this is what FICO does. And they sell this to everybody, to all the credit yeah. agencies, etc. Founded in 1956 as the Fair Isaac and Company by engineer Bill Fair and mathematician Earl Isaac. <laughs> first headquartered in San Rafael over here in California. Selling his first credit scoring system two years ago after the comp- two years after the company's creation, uh, sales of similar systems soon followed. In 1987, FICO went public. The year also saw the introduction of the general purpose FICO score, which is 1987, when Beacon debuted at Equifax. Yeah, exactly. That's when and it all began. Because before began. 1989, when this thing first showed up. Uh, big time, and then start taking over the place. Uh, you would get your, you would go to the bank, and they would talk to you, and they would, you know, know yeah. you. Yeah, they, they, and you'd get, yeah. give you a loan. Now they just go by these numbers, and that got to, allowed them to computerize the banking and loan systems, which created the uh, economic collapse. I think these people are directly responsible. Uh, by the way, big up to Mechanics Bank, our bank, because uh, I I needed to have a credit card just to have credit, you know, just to like use it for a couple hundred bucks a month, pay it off. And they kept on declining me. And uh, Stephanie, you know Stephanie from the bank? No, I don't. She said well, she's in the San Francisco. I don't. No, no, there. no, no, no. She's in the Albany, Albany office. Oh, oh Stephanie. Okay, yeah, yeah, I do know. She Stephanie. went to bat, and she stood in front of those guys for two weeks. Said, "Look, I know these people," <laughs> and they finally gave us like you know a limit, like five hundred dollars. Yeah, right. That's all right. So we're building up credit. I hate these people, but you're gonna hate them even more when you hear this story. They are, so they come out, they have a score, right? Your FICO score. That's uh, your credit rating. They are now coming out with a new product, John. The FICO Medication Adherence Score. Ooh. That's right. The score is on a range of 0 to 500. 
If you're over 400, you are probably going to follow instructions. Under 200, you're a risk for not taking your medication correctly. Oh, then you have to be quarantined. <laughs> Off to the FEMA camp with you. Just take your Abhorrent, I tell you. It's abhorrent. This is crazy. The stuff that's going on now was it? What I read the other day. I think Dr. Jones, our congressional professor, uh, professor of uh, constitutional law. Where was it? Maybe it was in Washington. Where now there's a law. Let me see if I can find this. Uh, here it is. King County. Where is King? Yeah, Seattle. People who hope to beat the summer heat by swimming, floating, or boating on rivers in King County now must wear a life vest or face an $86 fine. Why? Because <laughs> you might drown. So you have to wear a, a life vest when you're swimming. That's idiotic for people who like to swim. <laughs> What's next? I'm going to wear a helmet when I'm just walking around. Oh, oh. Yeah, now you're talking. You must be on the city streets because people have been hit by cars. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, Make are, you wear a helmet while you're walking around town. Hey, I like that. Are you using a knife while cooking? You have to wear these industrial gloves because you might cut yourself. This is crazy. <laughs> and are people and is people just going along with it? it this was passed it's, by the county council, a flotation device ordinance. Ugh. This is a, this is just the more and more government <laughs> interference with day to day living. And by the way, uh, and it's not party selected. It, this is the Republicans and the Democrats. The only people against this sort of thing are the libertarians, who are now. I don't know if you know it, but every meme that comes out, the libertarians are in the news. They're, they're talked about more and more and more. They're just described as crackpots, and yeah. they they uh, it makes no sense what they're talking about. I heard that the other day. Oh, right, the libertarians make no sense. Well, it's very interesting you bring that up, uh, Ron Paul. And by the way, I think I got to get behind Ron Paul again. I like Gary Johnson, but the guy's got no heat. Yeah, I'm sorry. Ron Paul is just on fire this year. So uh, what are we going to do uh, to marginalize Ron Paul? He goes on the Today Show with Matt Lauer. Matt Lauer, by the way, who I know, he actually worked at VH1 for a couple of weeks. All right. This guy is just a, he's a disc jockey. Matt Lauer. Give me a break. Ugh. I was I was with Matt Lauer in a bar on 9/11 at an airport, believe it or not. Um <laughs> that's a good one. It's sad, I know. And, and we knew each other. It's like, eh, eh, eh. Uh, so he has Ron Paul on. Now, uh the so what of course is the mission? The mission is to do one thing. You've got to discredit Ron Paul. And how do we do that? We call him a kook. Now, of course, he won't use the word kook. But what do we do if, if the kooky thing doesn't work? What do you got to go to next? Any We're idea? Find out. Well, here we are. When I, your name comes up an awful lot when I talk politics with friends. And one thing I hear about you over... By, by the whole notion of Matt Lauer talking politics with friends. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Good one. Yeah. Over and over again is the people say, I like 
some of his ideas, but I'm nervous about the total package because you're a guy who's called for legalizing all drugs, including cocaine and heroin, legalizing prostitution. You want to eliminate about half of the federal agencies, including energy, education, health and human services, the Department of Homeland Security. So, so how do you convince people that you are not just an interesting fringe candidate? So that is Ooh, the word. I like it. Fringe candidate. I like what that. Is the defini- it was- what is the definition of the word fringe? On the edge. Yeah. But, you know, of course, in his context, he means kooky. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. That's a good one. To not portray it like as you have just done. I want to legalize freedom. What's so bad about that? What's wrong with legalizing choices about your life and your liberty and your religious values? What's wrong with, like, legalizing the Constitution? I can defend everything I do by the Constitution. So why can you turn that around and say, oh, this, everything he's doing is nuts and crazy? No, I didn't say it. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. You kind of did, Matt. Everything you're doing is nuts. I I did not say that. I said some people worry about some pieces. No, that's not what you said. You said on the fringe of the total package yeah. yeah yeah i know but the portraying of this is something weird or unusual and i think a growing number of people are starting to realize what i'm talking about is pretty sound it's very american it produces prosperity and peace and uh i'm always bewildered why anybody would reject it i mean it's it is the american system uh we shouldn't be the warmongers we shouldn't be the policemen of the world we shouldn't be in 130 countries and and 900 bases and fighting undeclared wars and look at what we're doing in libya at least now look look at how many people have joined us in this effort uh in trying to stop another war in libya so i would say we're making great progress and a lot of people are starting to talk about big spending and deficit so so the the direct is certainly in our way. So okay, so uh, makes sense, right? John makes nothing but sense. All I'm right. a big fan of this guy's thought process. Right. Okay, so if it makes so much sense, you, and you can already hear Matt going, uh, 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 he's trying to interrupt because he's getting in his ear. Okay, I got it. I know what to do next. Let me just ask you a quick question to end on. It's more practical. You are, by my calculation, 75 years old right now. If you are elected president, you'll take the oath of office at 77. That would be the oldest president by a long shot. Is it too old? You're old. Oh, you can't be president. You're an old man. Wow, they brought the ages, played the ages card. (laughs) Yeah, big time. And Ron Paul, of course, uh, it comes back beautifully as so much that Matt Lauer uh, probably is going to get one less spanking at the end of the show. He's not going to get his little little treat, his little reward because he didn't do it right. Well, obviously, I don't think so, and and a lot of young people don't think I'm very old. I think it's the ideas that counts. It's uh, your general health that counts. It's your enthusiasm for liberty. That's what counts. The nominal age is uh, secondary to the age of the individual who knows how to think and who knows how to believe in something. Right now, we have a we have a lot of old people around that uh, has endorsed the status quo, and I am older. I have more more time behind. Uh, behind me, but I endorse very young ideas because the ideas of liberty are very young. We've only tested them a couple hundred years. Right. They have been fantastic. Right. Right. And what right. I see right. is us j- giving this up. And I think this is why people become enthusiastic and they don't want bits and pieces because this is a package. Right. Economic 
economic liberty and personal liberty are one and the same. Okay. And foreign uh -huh. policy that okay. defends America and not police the world, that's part of the package as well. Congressman Ron Paul joining us this morning. It's nice to have you with us, sir. Congratulations on your victory in the straw poll. Yeah. <laughs> Take that, Matt Lauer. Wait, hold on, let me douchebag. Let me douchebag. Yeah, congratulations yeah. on your victory in the straw poll. It's not going to do you any good. Yeah. So I can't. Oh, it's going to be more like the Fox straw poll where they bring out the poll and he got zero. Yeah. How does that work? <laughs> so do I? I guess I have to register as a Republican, God forbid, in order to even get this guy into in any position. Because I'm not allowed to like uh, cho help him uh, become the Republican. Uh, they'll turn the heat up. They're, this guy hasn't got a prayer. They're, they're, the powers that be, the real overlords, aren't aren't going to let this guy even get close to the nomination. Because he could win the presidency, and it would be you know it would be a mess for them. Yeah. Well, you know the the entire uh, United States of Europe is rioting. Of course, you're not seeing that on TV because, you know, white people on the streets. No, no, no. No, we can't show you that. That would be no good. But, uh, yeah, lots of riots. Did you uh, catch any of it anywhere? Oh, yeah. They're throwing, they're throwing Molotov cocktails. They're just they're crate going nuts. Anti-austerity rallies have been held across Europe. In Spain, thousands marched to protest against high unemployment and their government's handling of the economic crisis. It was the first major demonstration since the end of the so-called indignant campaign in which Madrid's central square was occupied by activists for several weeks. We came to this demo to support people who want things to change. Society is paying for this crisis and that's got to stop. In France, there were also calls for people to stand up and be counted as around 500 marched through the capital. Pension reforms and public sector cuts have angered many. That anger apparently spilled over onto the streets, with police reportedly detaining over 100 demonstrators. We're the indignant. You saw what's happened in the Arab world. You can see what's happening in Spain, Iceland, Greece and even in England. Things aren't going well and we're fed up. And we don't have the impression either that the unions have the solution. So, uh, you know, it's not big yet. And I was actually talking to uh, one of our producers from Gitmo Nation, Leprechaun. And uh, he was like, wow, man, you know, it's like, do you think Greece is bad? It's like we kind of lost here. I'm like, well, why don't you guys go riot? He said, riot? He said, we did, and we got our heads beaten in. So we don't, <laughs> so I got a pretty face here. I'm a, I'm a hip hopper. I, I can't, I can't live with a broken face. And of course, what's happening? They it, rioted and we never heard about it? Of course not. It wasn't no. even on the news in Europe. Wow. Seven months ago was when they were rioting. No, I mean, Ireland got completely ruined. And, uh, but what's happening and what is interesting is that the, uh, the people who are now heading to the streets uh, in the United States of Europe, they actually understand what is going on. That this, this so you know, we're going through another bailout of Greece. Uh, you know, the 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 finance ministers came together. They had a seven hour meeting. Oh boy, oh, they had a seven hour meeting. Oh, so tired. It was in the middle of the night. Oh, so they worked so hard, and they actually said, okay. Uh, all right, we'll uh, we'll we'll give uh, Greece. We'll give you more money, which comes from the other states of the United States of Europe, from the from the slaves themselves. We'll give that money to you. Uh, the banks can participate voluntarily, which is funny. Yeah, the banks can participate, but they're not going to because this is about bailing out the actual commercial banks. 
And here's uh, the the co-founder of PIMCO, uh, Faber is his name, and he actually says it. Mark, uh, you've been following what I'm sure the ECB president, Jean-Claude Trichet, has been saying. Is he following down the path of uh, Ben Bernanke? Well, very similar. The ECB has talked uh, more hawkish than the, the Federal Reserve, but basically... They're all money printers. Some are better at it and faster and have more efficient machines. The others are slower. But basically, central bankers, they're going to print and print. And it would be a mistake to think that the bailout is actually a bailout of Greece. Greece is a write-off. You can't have the kind of debts Greece has with olive oil income. They have no industries to speak of. They have shipping, but the shipping industry doesn't pay tax in Greece. So basically the bailout is actually a bailout of the ECB itself because they have already a lot of paper of Spain, Portugal and Greece in their portfolios and the bailout of the banks in Europe. Of the, of the French yeah, banks, sure. of the German yeah, because banks, they because they hold Greece a lot of Greek paper. And they lent money to Spain and to Portugal and so forth, so they're all in the same boat. So is. Like us, if we have a problem, we just drink more instead of addressing the problem. <laughs> Slanja, just drink more. There you go. It's bailing out the French and German banks. End of. Yeah, well, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, but but Some, we don't. I was watching that. CNBC World, and they did they, they did almost start to go into the topic. I have a little short clip, but they never did go into it. But they at least introduced it. And I think that we're going to start hearing this particular question without the answer. There's the answer I have here is is, is inconsequential, but I think it's going to start cropping up a lot, which is the discussion of how the EU is going to respond to this. Are they going to break up? horizon it's a it's uh, either going to be a fiscal union which it ain't well, probably, let's, let, or let's break just up. clarify what we're talking about here from both of you pairs. i mean are yeah. we talking about a break up of every individual nation going its own way or are we saying we're going to let a few people go by the wayside perhaps reset their economy over a sustained period of time and then perhaps be let back into the fold are we talking about the whole of the euro demise or actually just some countries leaving the block Yes, we're talking about all of that. But you can't say because it's politicians. Now, the problem is they, they, they go off the politicians the track. that are Just running the, 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 the... I'm sorry, what's that? They it want? goes off the track and they never get to the question. But I think we're going to start hearing that question more and more. Oh, We've about been asking the this same the question, by it's the not way, gonna happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. They, they have been doing this since... The first International Atomic Energy Association, whatever they, you know, they've been doing this since the '60s. They've been trying to set this yeah, up. Yeah, no, it's all part of the. It's all this mechanism within the one world government yeah. program. Yeah. So it's it it technically can't happen, but I think it's going to be fun to watch. It not well, no. happen. <laughs> it's going to be better than the Kardashians, that's for sure. Unfortunately, well, the, it, the revelation about the chocolate and vanilla as a combination. I'm, I'm going to try that tonight, by the way. Yeah, that's a, it's. I hear it's a great combo. I'd never heard of it. Would before. you like bean sprouts with that? And uh, I do have to just finish up with uh, our own financial. If, and let me just say that I think Greece unraveling will have um, implications to the derivatives market that no one quite knows about yet. This is why. Did you notice that the finance ministers couldn't come up with an answer on Monday morning? And all of a sudden, 
like five stock exchanges in Europe had uh, technical difficulties and couldn't open. Yeah, right. Uh, the Euronext, uh, I have it here. It was like four or five different exchanges had technical difficulties. We can't open this morning because, of course, there hadn't been a resolution on the bailout uh, on the second second bailout of Greece, and they didn't want the markets to tank because they know that there's derivatives, all kinds of stuff involved here. Back home, meanwhile, I watched uh, 53 minutes. This program lasts about 53 minutes on C-SPAN of uh, Ben Bernanke. Yeah, and his question and answer. That's right. And there was only one relevant question and only one relevant answer. Although, is Ben drinking the fluoride? Did you see? He's like... He's like... Uh, he's, he's mellow. He's more mellow than usual. I think he's like... He's sitting in the back going like... Timmy, Timmy, pass the weed, man. I got to go out there. I can't believe what I got to say. In terms of holding the recovery back, I did see the statement says, in part, factors that are likely to be temporary. Are there more permanent factors that are uh, producing a worse outlook than three months ago? Okay, so the outlook is not so good as Ben shook his magic eight ball. And he's going to explain why uh, he was wrong. And it's even worse than it appears. Uh, well, as you as you point out, what we say is uh, that uh, the temporary factors are in part the reason for the slowdown. In other words, part of the slowdown is temporary, and part of it may be longer lasting. <laughs> uh, it's temporary. In other words, part of it's temporary, and it it could be everlasting, kind of like the aspartame chewing gum. Um, we do believe that uh, growth is going to pick up uh, going into 2012. Um, but at a somewhat slower pace from than we had anticipated in April. Uh-huh. Um, we don't have a precise read on why uh, this uh, uh, slower pace of growth is, is persisting. Uh, one way to think about it is that um, maybe some of the headwinds that have been concerning us, like uh, uh, you know, weakness in the financial sector, um, problems in the housing sector, balance sheet and deleveraging issues some of these headwinds may be stronger or more persistent than we thought uh, oh, oh john what kind of economic analysis involves headwinds, headwinds. <laughs> he was so stoned <laughs> he must have been he's, he's like hallucinating he's seeing headwinds, headwinds. Head, yeah and by the way it's yeah financial weakness what kind of analysis is that uh, housing sector uh, headwinds. You know the headwinds were just a little stronger. This is this is the meme, by the way. Headwinds. Little Timmy's using it everywhere too. He has the headwinds. The headwinds. Oh my goodness, everybody! Headwinds are us. That's right. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda. Lawrence McBride in Morton Merseyside, Merseyside. How do you pronounce that? Merseyside? Merseyside. Merseyside. Ferry, cross the mercy. Merseyside, UK, $111.11. No comment. He will be a knight today. Greg Darr, D-A-R-R, in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, $101.11. In the morning, John Adam, longtime boner. 
First time donor here. I can can I please get a D douching? Wait a minute. He's asking I think for karma at the same time. Well, yeah, he's, well, let me re- finish reading yeah. then. Uh, giving 111 for his birthday on June 23rd and my karmic number is 23, which is nice. It shows definitely brought Brought the funny for the past few weeks and just keeps getting better. Give him a double. Yeah, we'll be happy to do that. Here we go. <laughs> You've been de-douched. <laughs> wow. This was a new one. It was a little confusing. What, 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 what happened? It was karma and de-douching at the same time. Inter- they're like chocolate and vanilla, kind of. Which, by the way, I'm going to check out. because I, I, <laughs> I, I hear it's amazing. I it can't imagine like. what that would taste like. Uh, Hadi uh, Hijazi in Damascus, UK, or Damascus, I don't know. It says Damascus. Damascus, like, I don't know. UK? Okay. Doesn't make any sense, but he's $100 in. Uh, Chris Perry, thank you very much, and a new donor. Chris Perry, Corning, California, $77. Uh, two things. Can I get a mothership pass or a podcast license as part of this? Okay. I uh, need some mega karma. We don't actually do that, but we can give him a karma. Uh, it's California unemployment appeals screwed me. I have no job, or in apparently 10 years, tech XP means zip. Tech, years of technical experience. Uh, he can explain later. Only my student loan saved me. This is terrible. Yeah. Help me make an end run around Obama and this BS. I'd be. I'd wait until number three twenty one, but I need this sooner. Keep up the good work. Hey, that's a good number, by the way. Three two one. That's another well, that magic is- number. I haven't even thought about that. Okay, here you go, my friend. Big mega karma for you. You've got karma. It's kind of. It kind of sounds like regular karma. And hopefully it works mega for you. It, it, it does work for some people. We have lots of documentation. Steve Cogswell in, oh, brother, New Brunswick, Canada. 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 <laughs> uh, hi, John and Adam. This donation for, is for two of the 3333 podcast licenses. I'd like for my, this is going to be hard to keep track of. but No uh, kidding. But, you know, you're going to have to email us a lot before it gets done. The like for my friend Timothy Morris at Trekkie Geek at Gmail, who is an actual podcaster. Look for Appy Times on iTunes, A-P-P-Y-T-I-M-E-S. And one for myself. I'm not a podcaster, but I figure eventually you'll need one of these just to be allowed to listen to a Oh, podcast. that's a good point. Good point. Good <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's right. Hey, you can't listen to that. Oh, excuse me. That's what the podcast licenses will be good for, for listening Listen. to podcasts. <laughs> Just like you need a license in the t- for TV in the UK. That's right. You can't listen to radio or watch TV unless you have a license. It's nothing, this is a nothing, fact. nothing this is strange. A fact we talk about. If we talked about it on the show before, we, would talk, we should talk about it again because it's quite fascinating to Americans. But anyway, probably in the future, cops, cops with listening devices will come to your home and demand to check the content of your iPod for unlicensed, subversive. They'll be part of the zipper team or whatever those guys are called. Viper. 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 Let me check uh, your bra and your iPod. <laughs> I'm just playing it safe. Also, this is a fine <laughs> excuse to keep your program operating. I included an extra cent to deal with the inevitable round-off error. error uh, Stephen Cogswell in uh, Canada. Yeah, Canada. No, by the way, I'm keeping up pretty good with the podcast licenses. I'm doing okay. It's not that hard to, to put together, but it is work. <laughs> it's definitely work. Christian Gediga. Gediga. I think it's Gettiga. Gettiga? In uh, Bielefeld, uh, Deutschland, 55-55. Kurt Danielson, or Danielson, I'm sorry. Kurt Danielson in Burnsville, Minnesota. I've been a longtime supporter and recently considered... Yeah, no, 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 no. You are such a douche. I, I thought, uh, yeah, yeah. Shall I read this one? 
How I okay. It's yeah, like read a, it. You can you can recuse yourself. I've been a long time Twit supporter and was recently considering buying a brick. Then I thought, what the hell are you doing buying a brick when you haven't been supporting no agenda? What a douchebag. I'm now doing something about that status. Please accept this initial donation. Please provide a desperately needed public de-douching. We can give you that right now. You've been de-douched. Thanks, guys. From uh, Kurt Danielson. P.S. Uh, how frequently would you recommend checking my No Agenda PayPal subscription? Uh, every week, at least. How no, widespread are the mysterious cancellations? Once a month. Well, you should be checking it every week to say, oh, I need to send more. That's why I need to check it every week. Yeah, that's true. And again, Kurtz is a first-time uh, donor. Maxwell Roberts, Crown Point, Indiana, in the morning from South Korea, Gitmo Nation Kimchi Ew. had to donate. He says, well, the Crown Point, Indiana is always where he's originally from, but now he's in South, South Korea. Korea. Had to donate another 5510 double nickels on the dime after Sir GQ's knighting. Uh, I can vouch for two, myself included, who listen to No Agenda and are in the armed services. When I get my platoon, I'll force them to listen. <laughs> 15 people in the platoon. I like it. Company! Hit play! (laughs) Just imagine it. I love that. You know what? If we can provide just a little bit of entertainment, a real entertainment to our troops who are not coming home. Jennifer Sinden in Gibson's British Columbia, which is uh, God knows where. Uh, she's in Montreal. <laughs> These <laughs> PayPal addresses are always so wrong. Yeah. Hello from Montreal, John and Adam. Please send uh, send me some birthday karma to yeah, to my one and only David. He's an avid listener. We share no agenda moments throughout the week. Aww. If you could add a milf. Oh yes, of course. That would milf. Really make, That's that would mother. I'd like to. <laughs> that would really make him laugh since I'm his milf. I'm still on the fence about that soundbite myself, but uh, thank you for putting on a relevant and entertaining episode twice a week. Some of the moments of my day are best moments of my day are listening to Dave to Dave laugh, and your show always does the trick. And she wants that little, sweet? yeah, a little bit of karma there for uh, Jennifer. You've got karma. That's birthday karma, and uh, Dave is on the list. David is and on the two list. more, just John Lake in Sacramento, California. Fifty dollars. Thank you very much, and Morton. Kiernan, another new uh, donor from uh, Gitmo Nation uh, Wienerbrot. <laughs> Is that right? That's Danish for a Danish. Danish for a Danish. He's in uh, Denmark, Benhaven. To finally de-douche me for... <laughs> You've been de-douched. He's been listening for over a year without donating finally opened his paypal account even though i don't trust them please de-douche me which you just did and i hope to pay more in the future receive my knighthood love the show keep up the good work morton kiernan in denmark thank you very much and thank everybody for donating for this uh, particular episode uh, and we do have three two one coming up i hope people will take advantage of that and join the three two one club and of course uh, the super lucky three 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 club uh, which is on the way. See, CNN doesn't report accurately. They say we make people donate fifty dollars. Not true. Not true at all. No. We got plenty of five dollar a month. Make people do anything. This is funny because you know Glenn Beck is starting up his uh, his online web network, and you can't watch it unless you pay four ninety five. And I'm sure it's going to be filled with ads. By the way, he's going to have all kinds of buy gold, buy gold, buy gold, heirloom seeds. 
<laughs> right, right. And the other one that these guys are doing, which is the you you buy a bunch of food that's supposed oh, yeah. to last Sustain, for years. sustainable food. So uh, you what buy else? a bunch of old food. Mm. No, freeze dry. What a scam freeze-dried. that is. And what else do they do? They do. Um, that uh, Inflation they, Society of America. They used to do a lot of vitamins. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. For a while there, even Alex Jones was pushing uh, uh, iodine. Yeah, wait, <laughs> yeah, he was like, buy iodine. We got it for sale on the website now. People, which people out there with iodine poisoning. Yeah, and uh, what else are they? Uh, there's something else that always makes me chuckle. Uh, the soap guy. Which, by the way, I'm, I'm all for kind of the... Uh, you know, not using all these fragrant, fragrantized deodorants and stuff. I don't use a, uh, I use a, a rock for deodorant. Oh, it's, a, it's a mineral thing. Yeah, no, it's yeah. really cool. It works. I don't smell. Have you ever, have you ever, have you ever been near me and went like, oh, guy's got B.O. Well, that guy stinks. <laughs> that guy, he's smelly, man. I said you stink, but it's not from it's that. Not. Hey, we promised to play the Gitmo Nation uh, National Anthem uh, for one of our uh, executive producers, so I do want to make good on that. And a reminder that uh, this is a complete listener-supported show. Uh, you don't have to pay for it. It's not a problem. Uh, you can enjoy it for as long as you like. Uh, but the guilt will eventually creep up on you if someone else Hopefully. doesn't call you out as a douchebag, which we didn't We didn't invent, by the way. We did not invent No, this that. was the listeners that came up with the douchebag yeah. concept. And there's only one place you have to remember where you can help support the show. Dvorak.org slash N-A. Ladies and gentlemen, please rise for your Gitmo Nation National Anthem. In the morning, Gitmo Nation, we are all charged up to be human resources and service in all lands and all ships at sea. From the east to west, from the east to west, down under to the lowlands and beyond, we are happy and distracted slaves, here are Gitmo Nation songs. In the morning, it's your birthday, birthday, on no agenda. Just a very short list today, uh, Greg Dar celebrates his uh, day of birth, and uh, of course we are happy to have you around as a human resource, uh, using up all of your $9.1 million net worth. And Jennifer Holzer Sindoini says happy birthday. Birthday karma to her one and only David. And we couldn't agree more. Happy birthday from your buddies here at the No Agenda Show. It's your birthday, yeah. <sighs> I'm out of breath. And, and we uh, have three nights. Yes, and this, of course, I think is partially because uh, people are seeing how beautiful the night rings are. This is an exclusive club. We've never done this before where it was... Uh, you know, it's like it's a it's a club, but it is a club. And uh, I know that people who are knights and dames and even our barons and baronesses uh, are very proud of that. And now you have a, a way to display that. And uh, it's the beautiful no agenda night ring. It's made of a silver, uh, w- uh, sorry, white gold with tungsten filled with tungsten. And, and we have, by the way, uh, 
Uh, we did do a mailing this week, a newsletter that mentioned that they have some links for you, including the Hot Pockets tour link and the uh, or link to the photos of the ring if you want to see what they look like. Check your email box. You know, people tend to throw or stuff. A lot of our stuff ends up it's not spam. being either read or spammed out. It's uh, rings.nashownotes.com. Uh, we have that. And we're, we're maintaining a pretty interesting system now. Where uh, we've, you know, we've got a lot of extra bennies on the side. Now, of course, the No Agenda News Network. And, uh, and, and also, in the, you want to read the newsletter because it talks about No Agenda Stream and the plans that we have for that, which are all very exciting. And, of course, uh, you can participate. And that's, the, that's kind of the only way that it will work. And uh, one more time, uh, support for the show. Dvorak.org slash N-A. So let's, uh, I think you need the, uh, the big blade. For, I, got, I got my, uh, my big one for this, uh, for our triple nighting. You got... Uh, Hello? Yeah, I've got mine. Here it comes. There it is. Okay. Couldn't see it. Francine Hardaway, John W. Schumann, and Lawrence McBride, please step forward and extend your finger. The three of you shall receive an official No Agenda Night Ring, also doubles as a Dame Ring, as I now knight and dame thee as follows for your support of the No Agenda Podcast Show in the amount of $1,000 or more. Dame Francine Hardaway, Sir John W. Schumann, and Sir Lawrence McBride, please sit down at the night of the Noah Jenner Roundtable. Enjoy your hookers and blow or Chardonnay and Rent Boys, as you so prefer. Thank you so much for the support. It's a big yeah. deal. It's a big deal to us because I don't have a job. This is what I do, and this is what John does, and it's a model that works. We've proven it. Um, and it's, you know, look, we, we're not making Glenn Beck money. But that's okay. Yes. I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm actually extremely thankful I can just pay the rent. I am living the true American dream, according to our president. I'm just getting by. Yeah, getting by. That's the American dream, apparently. Just I want to also thank, by the way, oh, I should also mention noagendanation.com is a place to go donate if you can't get on to the uh, Dvorak.org site, because sometimes it's blocked in some parts of the world. Also, uh, channeldvorak.com slash NA. I also want to do something we forget, fail to do occasionally, which is thank the artists who provide yes. us the artwork for our covers on a weekly basis, uh, which includes people who've kind of you know, kind of left the scene like Paul T. and Randy Asher. We want to invite them back. Some of our new artists, Tice Browers and Thorin and Nick the Rat. Oh, I mean, these people. And also, we've got Alexandra, who is uh, doing CSS designs. Every single show notes can have a different look and feel, which is cool. Uh, but, yeah, the art is... And, by the way, uh, if you are an artist and you can create, we have documented... When we have crap art, donations go down. I can't. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but it makes a difference for some reason. It really well, does for a lot of reasons, and you, we know what the reasons are. Which is, good art is it has a magnetic appeal. It's va- value, big value. So the and of course, sometimes when it rains, it pours. And we'll we'll literally at the end of the show, you know, when uh, when we go off the air, we talk for about I don't know, like twenty minutes or so. And usually, John says, "Well, that was too long. That sucked. You took that too far." Yeah, that's usually how it goes. And of yeah, course, that's you know, exactly what I do at the end of every show. You even sound like it. Uh, but then we you look. Now you could have done it. You could have. You could have <laughs> made that clip a lot shorter. <laughs> that's exactly. What uh, and then we look at the art, and if it's a lot of art, we go, "Oh, brother!" Because we know we can only choose one, and right, and, and, and people week, get discouraged. And, but we yeah, do we keep a lot. We, we do keep a lot for Evergreen, so don't put episode numbers on there. And yeah, we, don't put an episode on the art itself because we, yeah, we will we'll pull old stuff occasionally. 
But uh, and this, of course, is also a uh, it, it's a total um, product in the making. And by the way, for the uh, Hot Pockets Across America tour, if you want to uh, uh, let us know where we can stop by, uh, and we're not going to stop by everybody, uh, email Mickey at Curry dot com m i c k y, and uh, she's maintaining that, which means it's actually maintained. I think we have about eighty invites now uh, across uh, Gitmo Nation. And very interesting, and you know, we hope to see a lot of people on the way. I don't, I don't think six weeks is enough to make it uh, make a round robin. I think we'll be we're going to be like drive faster. We got to make it to Podunk. It'll <laughs> be very yeah, complicated. Well, you, you you're in for a shock. Just remember, and you can always follow me on Twitter. And that's what. Just remember, just always remember that. By the way, there's a meme floating around. I don't think it's necessarily something that uh, that we need to follow too closely, but it's interesting to me based on the fact when I was a kid, my dad used to always say uh, he he was a classic a middle class guy, and he would he but then he had all these because he was a World War II vet. He had all these the memes of those people were different than the memes of today, and I remember over and over again being told the same thing about politics which is <clears throat> the democrats are the war party and the republicans are the depression party hmm. that was basically it and if you look at the you know world war 1 woodrow wilson world war 2 franklin roosevelt you know vietnam war lyndon johnson all the rest you know and whatever and and so i always kind of absorbed the war party is the are de- the democrats and of course we're seeing obama starting a new a new one here and the republicans are the Depression Party. The Republicans put us in the Depression. I think that might apply to George Bush in this 2008 situation. But the meme that that is being promoted is almost the opposite, and it comes up in this boxer clip where she's on one of these idiotic talk shows. Now explain who, bring, who, explain who Barbara, Barbara Boxer Barbara Boxer, the senator, one of the moron senators from the state of California. She's an idiot. She brings out this meme, and I've been hearing it and hearing it, and I'm looking for clips because I got very little this week. And I just said, oh, there's nothing here. And I said, oh, there's that meme. That's a meme. It's going around. It's that, that the Republicans are just war nutballs. Senator Boxer, I believe you became an activist in politics, uh, maybe the way a lot of us did because of the war in Vietnam. And isn't it odd to have a Republican like Huntsman to the left of the president on this? Huntsman saying that Afghanistan isn't really the front. It's dealing with the economics of the world, keeping our competitive edge with China, etc. What does that make you feel like to have a Republican presidential candidate to your, to use an old phrase, to your left? Well, I think it's just great that all of a sudden the Republicans have decided that they don't love every single war. Yeah, I, I, it's uh, of course <clears throat> I've I've learned that everything is reverse because it's yeah you know, everything is exactly the opposite of what we're being told. Just if someone says something, turn it around, and that's probably the truth. And and by the way, I think I grew up thinking this: Republicans, warmongers, Democrats, loving. Yeah, well, you're like, uh, you know, about, tw- I don't know, 15, 20 years. You're the, next, you're the generation down from me. And so they, somewhere along the line, it was flipped. But uh, well, this it's funny because this meme actually came up uh, on the compromised ABC television network with the uh, sellout uh, Christiana Anampur, who sold out. I mean, she was I had big respect for her. And then she sold out to ABC because uh, she, you know, we needed some credibility. And George Wills, is it Wills? George Will? George Will. George Will. 
uh, he's on this round table and she brings up, she basically leads into like, yeah, the yeah, <laughs> Republican war. And he slams foreign her. policy. You saw what happened on the stage uh, uh, in New Hampshire. The Republicans who the world sort of knows as traditional defense, national security hawks, practically all the candidates there were talking about pulling back from all their overseas uh, commitments. George, this is a big change. Whether you're a war lover or not, this is a big change for the party, particularly for the United presidential States, candidates. The United States is engaged in hostilities in Iraq, Afghanistan, the tribal region of Pakistan, Yemen, and Libya. That's five wars. How many do these people want? With regard to Libya, did Libya attack us? No. Was it about to attack us? No. Were we obliged by a treaty to get engaged in a civil war in a tribal society? No. Were Americans endangered? No. Find me a reason for this. Well, to, the reason is to, the humanitarian reason. Well, to, to say that people are isolationists, akin to those who didn't want to resist Hitler and the Empire of Japan because they don't want to, to prolong the folly of the involvement in Libya, is preposterous. When Ronald Reagan, much quoted saint of the Republican Party, made a mistake, as he did in Lebanon, he quickly liquidated it. So there you go, Christiane Anampour uh, propagating the meme. I mean, not, not just a meme. She's like, oh, everyone knows Republicans are war lovers. Yeah. And that, so another meme there is hostilities, which George Will, uh, he pulled out that talking point. Hostilities. Yeah. This, so the media is just filled with this is, I think it's, it's, I don't know, it's depressing that <laughs> no, all you get funny. is this kind of just this white, this wash, this kind of huge wash of crap. That comes slapping out against the shore with a bunch of junk in it, you know, floating in there. And it's just, I don't know, I just find that this particular meme, I, I, just, I didn't notice it until I was so hard up for clips. And it, but if, you know, there's probably a half dozen memes that we, we fail to identify because we're just, you know, watching this garbage constantly and as the memes float in and float out you don't even know but sometimes then it's hard yeah i mean even it's very I difficult have that, to yeah. catch these things well so there's something going on that uh, this is a longer clip about uh, three and a half minutes and i'd, I'd just like us to listen to it because it's a produced piece by uh, this uh he's a american pakistani so born in pakistan i don't know if he holds a pakistani passport a u.s passport dual passport i don't know i do know that he is uh, a personal advisor to the president. The president uh, asked him to come over and they hang out, they drink beers at the White House, and you know everyone's fawning over the guy. This is Farid uh, Zakaria, who does the oh, GPS show. Guy. Yeah, did you hear about his latest rant? What what he's now been pushing? No. Okay, so he did a blog post about this. Uh, but the pe- but the, I think the blog post followed this piece, which aired on CNN on his show, and uh, we just have to. Li- you're going to go, oh brother, which you can do, but I, I'm of not going to stop. I it. do that just all the time. No, no, no. But you'll go, oh big brother. Now, um, <laughs> there's this. <laughs> there's, oh big brother. Oh big brother. <laughs> there's a setup to his uh, to his point. But you just got to listen to the whole thing because it's uh, it's cr- I think it's crazy, and I think there's an agenda here. A what in the world segment. We all know how Americans revere the Constitution. So I was struck by the news that tiny little Iceland is actually junking its own Constitution and starting a new and using an unusual... What? Yeah, yeah. Now, I heard that, you know, it's funny I didn't pick this. I, I heard this and I was just an eye roller as part. I, we'll talk about it. I've played the whole thing. And I'm sorry. I don't want to interrupt anymore. Some would say innovative mechanism. 
the nation decided it needed a new constitution and it's soliciting ideas from all of Iceland's 320,000 citizens with the help of Facebook, Twitter and YouTube. And this social media method has worked. Ideas have been flowing in. Many have asked for guaranteed good health care. Others want campaign finance systems that make corporate donations illegal. And some just want the country to make shark finning illegal. There is a constitutional council. It incorporates some of these ideas, rejects others, but everything is done in plain sight on the web. As one member of the constitutional council said, the document is basically being drafted on the internet. Now, why do they need a new constitution anyway? Well, after Iceland was crippled in recent years by the economic crisis, they all wanted a fresh start. And anyway, they felt the document was old and outdated, drafted all the way back in 1944. Now, you might be tempted to say that Iceland doesn't have any reasons to be proud of its political traditions in the manner that the United States does. But think again. Iceland is home to the world's oldest parliament still in existence, the Althing, set up in 930 AD. The rocky ledge on which they gathered represents the beginnings of representative government in the world. So Iceland has reasons to cherish its history, and yet it was willing to revise it. By contrast, any talk of revising or revisiting the American Constitution is of course seen as heresy. The United States Constitution was, as you know, drafted in a cramped room in Philadelphia in 1787 with shades drawn over the windows. It was signed by 39 people. America at the time consisted of 13 states. Congress had 26 senators and 65 representatives. The entire population was about 1% of today's number, about 4 million people. America was an agricultural society with no industry, not even cotton gins. The flush toilet had just been invented. These were the circumstances under which this document was written. And let me be very clear here. The U.S. Constitution is an extraordinary work, one of the greatest expressions of liberty and law in human history. One amazing testament to it is the mere fact that it has survived as the law of the land for 222 years. But our Constitution has been revised 27 times, some of these revisions being enormous and important, such as the abolition of slavery. Then there are areas that have evolved. For example, the power of the judiciary, especially the Supreme Court, is barely mentioned in the document. This grew as a fact over history. But there are surely some issues that still need to be debated and fixed. The Electoral College, for example, is highly undemocratic, allowing for the possibility that someone could get elected as president even if he or she had a smaller share of the total national vote than his opponent. The structure of the Senate is even more undemocratic, with Wisconsin's six million inhabitants getting the same representation in the Senate as California's 36 million people. That's not exactly one man, one vote. And we are surely the only modern nation that could be paralyzed, as we were in 2000, over an election dispute because we lack a simple national electoral system. So we could use the ideas of social media that were actually invented in this country to suggest a set of amendments to modernize the Constitution for the 21st century. Such a plan is not unheard of in American history. After all, the delegates in Philadelphia in 1787 initially met not to create the Constitution as we now know it, but instead to revise the existing document, the Articles of Confederation. 
but the delegates saw a disconnect between the document that currently governed them and the needs of the nation, so their solution was to start anew. I'm just suggesting we talk about a few revisions. Anyway, what do you think? Should we do this? And if we were to revise the U.S. Constitution, what would be the three amendments you would put in? Write to us and let us know. We'll post the best ones on the website. And you can always follow me on Twitter. I got one. Get get kick him out of the get kick him out of the country. So okay, the, uh, a couple of things yeah. I want to bring up before you come up with your whole. Yeah. No, no, I heard it. this by the way, mm-hmm. and I got probably gave it the old brother right away. And why I didn't record it and use it in the show is oh, that's is probably, why that's why we're a team, my friend. Because I screwed up to be honest about this. this is actually one great clip. It's filled with memes. It's filled with bull crap. And and it's filled with subtle propaganda. I want people to start listening for this sort of thing. This particular comment that he made right in the middle of the thing harkens back to, if you remember, when they pretty much screwed up the political system because they talked about the smoke-filled rooms, guys in the Democrat Party. With with the curtains drawn, it was secret. The gates were drawn on the windows as these guys were obviously sneaking around. And 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 we had no no flush toilets. There's no flush toilets. There's also no lights. I mean, you had some gas lamps, but I mean, why would they close the windows? It makes no sense. You want light in the room, don't you? So that's bull crap. He's throwing in there to give you the impression that some sneaky thing was taking place when it's just an out and out blatant lie. So let's let's base this whole thesis of his on the fact that he is lying to us. Yes, and I'm glad that I brought you, professor of uh, American history, into the conversation. He is lying to us, and it is com- and to set it up by saying Iceland, the smartest people with it, where democracy started in Iceland, they were they revised their constitution in 1946. Well, how'd that work out for you? For exactly 1944, it was the year. The uh, so yeah, how did that didn't work out? Did they should have stuck with the old original? How, how'd that work for you guys? That's kind of actually that's the interesting little gotcha in his argument, which is that these guys have been. But meanwhile, if you start looking at the stuff the Icelanders are trying to, you start to see this kind of Agenda 21 crap uh-huh, sneaking in. Like, let me just read a couple of little points that they're putting in. The proposed constitution defines access to clean and unspoiled nature as human rights. Yeah. What has that got to do with with a system of laws? Oh, human rights to access clean and unspoiled nature. We'll put that in the constitution. It strengthens it strengthens the proposition of, of those who wish to seek justice as a result of environmental damage. Let me ask you a couple other questions about this piece. He keeps talking about revisions and and revising. I believe an amendment is not the same as a revision. No, it's not really. Yeah, well, he keeps saying it was you know revisions where you'd go in there and you would tweak the original document. That would be a revision. An amendment is something you add to it. But he keeps saying revise, revise original document. But it's not the same as a revision. It's a poor use of a word. No, but he used it so often. I believe it is intentional. And And by the (laughs) way, during the Bush Gore. Uh, fiasco uh, uh, election where Bush won, by the way, and would have won. Uh, now that no one wants to talk about the fact that they've really gone over those Florida votes, but that's beside the point. The nation, hello, was not paralyzed. Were you paralyzed by that? I couldn't Adam? move. I couldn't move, John. I was. I. I couldn't move. 
So that's basically a crock of crap. So this guy really should be ashamed of himself. And by the way, just so everyone gets this straight, Pat Buchanan, who was on the, you know, a bunch of these talk shows and ran for president, is one of these guys. He wants to do a new constitutional convention, too. So this is on the right and the left. And the thing that irked me, and, uh, and I have to point this out to lots of people, particularly in the great state of California, we do not live in a democracy here. This is not a democracy. It is a republic. So the whole, does, I mean, this is so, it blew me away that he's saying, well, it's not fair. It's not fair. Now, the way it was set up, John, please explain to our listeners how the... It was, it was set up specifically not to be a pure democracy because with a democracy you have the majority that would just basically pounds the minority. You have to have a system that, that has checks and balances to prevent a majority. So in other words, everybody in Berkeley, for example, you know, says that you have to wear your underwear on the outside and they vote at 51% to 49% and then they make it a law that everyone has to wear their underwear on the outside and that's that. Too bad if you don't like it. That's not, that's the way a democracy works and that's why they're no good. That's why we're a republic, to prevent that sort of abuse. Democracies create abusive situations. There's plenty of instances in the Middle East where... So explain to me how our uh, our system prevents me from wearing my underwear on the outside. No, seriously. <laughs> well, one, That's a good example. Well, I can understand this. I'm with you. Well, there's a well because there'd be a bunch of checks and balance mechanisms. There'd be a court cases. It would be an unconstitutional to provide to force you to do this. You would go through a judicial system, which is one of the checks. He's saying there's something a- different, though. What he's saying is that uh, Wisconsin, by the way, big up to Wisconsin. I mean, why call them out? Has equal power in the Senate as California, and he says that's not fair. Why is that, and why is it? the right way to do it instead of what he is propagating. Well, because that was the idea. You you wanted to have two bodies within Congress that would debate each other. And it was always believed that the problem with this, with a straight up, like a same number of representatives in the Senate as there were in Congress would, would mean that the states with the big populations like California or New York would badger and push around the little states and they'd tell them to screw themselves because they have all the votes and you guys have got nothing. So get lost. And they would just essentially they would, they would they would force their their opinions and their ideas on the little guys, and the system was set up to so the states had some rights. That's what states' rights was all about to begin. That's why we have states that with the original thirteen colonies. They didn't want the one big colony, New York, making everything just taken over the place. So, how many now, senators can each state have? They can have two. How many congressmen can each state have? The congressman varies depending on the population. Oh, he didn't mention that, did he? No, he didn't mention the Congress at all. This guy, this guy should be ashamed of himself. I want to know if he's an American citizen. I want to see his green card. I'm calling you green card, Farak, Farid. Well, anyway, these kinds of things, which are on the mainstream media constantly, and this sort of thing, and it sounds so reasonable, but it's laced with sickening propaganda and memes and very subtle little things like this shades drawn on the windows, you know, kind of thing. It's really disgusting. 
disgusting to hear that, which is probably why I didn't record it because I was so annoyed. Angry. Yeah. No, I, I got very annoyed when I saw it too. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, no, goodness, this guy really? deserves to be. I mean, this is typical CNN. The fact that this sort of thing goes on the air, it's anti American, it's anti Republic, it's anti it's anti everything. It's it's basically, you know, next, it's anti history. It's anti truth and history it's and anti truth. It's a it's a lie. Anyway, that's and, but got, it, you win. You win. You got me worked up. Well, <laughs> John C. Dvorak, pet peeve of the day. It's all right. It's actually also. Uh, I don't like my echo there. I think yours is in a different key. Yeah, <laughs> in a different room. It's in the basement. No, but it, it really bothered me because people, you know, this has been going on for a long time, and I see people who are younger than I am, and I hear people who are younger, you know, like 10 years younger. You know, I, That's because I, they're not taught anything in yes, schools anymore. exactly. They don't understand that it was set up not to be a, a pure democracy because then you'd find, you'd, indeed, you'd be wearing the underpants on the outside. And that would look silly now, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's like, oh, it's not fair that Wisconsin has the same amount of representation in the Senate. That was the whole point. But it was drawn up in a shady room, dusty and dark, and they had no flush toilets. Yeah, unlike Iceland. The one you, you did get, I think you did get the point that how did it work out for you with redoing the Constitution in 1946? Yeah. Yeah, they have to do it again. Yeah, that worked out for you. Yeah. I mean, but well, then there's all this environmental stuff that's going to, you know, this, and then they want, the, the other thing that really bugs me is the social media, all these boneheads that are on Facebook all day, they should be rewriting our Constitution because they're the experts. Yeah. Give I, me a break. Yeah, it's pretty sad. And you can always follow me on Twitter. <laughs> so if it was up to me i'd shut down all these social networks well um there's been some interesting news uh for those of you stupid enough well sorry the, i think that people who uh listen to the show probably aren't buying into particularly the facebook thing so there's um a couple new services the federal trade commission has given thumbs up to this company social intelligence corporation which sells a new kind of employee background check to employers. <clears throat> what this one does is it scours the Internet, which means they got to deal with Facebook, uh, for your posts and pictures to social media sites, and they create a file, uh, which now is a part of your employee record. They have a, and there's an actual exist, uh, 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 a picture of one of these reports, a scam, uh, where someone was flagged for, quote, demonstrating potentially violent behavior, or for the flagrant display of weapons or bombs. So this is now on your permanent record. And I believe it's good for seven years. Seven years. Is it going to hold this? So it's now a part of the background check. When you're going for a job, this is a service. <laughs> Some service. Well, <laughs> yeah. So, well, you know, we really want to hire this guy. But uh, let's just uh, check in with uh, Social Media Intelligence Corporation. Let's, oh, oh, wow. Yeah, no, I don't think we want that kind of behavior around us, do we? No. No. No, I'm sorry. No, no. no. Computer says no. No, we're not going to do that. Speaking of computers, uh, so um, the internet licensing, uh, the podcast license, of course, uh, is uh, the, the days are upon us. John, neither you or I think really expected it to go this fast, but here we are uh, now with a series of what I call false flag uh Hacking attempts. Hacks! Hacks, I tell you. And, uh, of course, MI6 is a completely complicit. 
because uh, now the anonymous thing wasn't good enough. Uh, this uh, you know anon using the group anonymous uh, as oh they're hacking everything. So now we had to bring in Lolzek, which is you know is great because that sounds more hackerish. And uh, of course, it's a nineteen-year-old. Yeah, it does. Ki- That's a good point. It sounds more hackerish because yeah. it's an L. You know, it's got this little hack cores kind of hacksaw kind of yeah. writing. Now listen to uh, the BBC reporting on this as if it's a terrorist. Hey, hello. Where, there we go. Secret government data under repeated attack over the internet. Repeated attack on the internet. Secret government data. Ah! Intelligence. How do you attack data? By hitting it with a club. Agencies bombarded with multiple messages. Bombarded, I tell you. Look at, listen to these words. Isn't that amazing? ...in an attempt to stop them functioning. Neither police believe they've caught a possible ringleader. Oh. Late last <laughs> night, they raided... Ring wearer, I think. No agenda night, ring wearer, not ring leader, ring wearer. ...did this property at Wickford in Essex. Oops. Oh, 19-year-old man. Scotland Yard said it was a pre-planned intelligence-led operation following a number of cyber attacks on businesses and intelligence agencies. They've seized a significant amount of material. The man has been named as Ryan Cleary. The U.S. Central Intelligence Agency is just one of a number of organizations coming under cyber attack over the Internet from anti-government hackers who formed loose associations. The Met Police E-Crimes Unit say they believe their suspect is linked to those attacks. They've also been forensically searching his computer Forensic. for any data linked to other recent attacks on Sony Corporation. Whoever's to blame, these attacks are real and potentially highly damaging. Aye, potentially highly damaging, John! Potentially highly damaging! They brought down a website. A website. <laughs> and, highly highly yeah. damaging how? Let's listen. The most secure computer is one that's unplugged in a room with no windows and no doors and never gets switched on. Um, as soon as you introduce human interaction or technological interaction, then you introduce vulnerabilities. It's a question of defending the best you can against those vulnerabilities. Yeah. The police will have up to 96 hours to charge or release their suspect, but the battle to protect organizations from cyber attack will continue regardless. Cyber Frank Gardner, BBC News. So they make it sound like uh, they hacked into the CIA servers, which, as the as the expert just said, you know, well, why don't you just disconnect those important servers? This is a website, and they DDoS it or whatever it is. It's not important, and it's probably fake. It's probably a complete false flag because we've got the Budapest Convention that we have to harmonize with. You know, we can't say anything insulting. Got to have a license. Got to have your internet media pass. You have a podcast license to listen to podcasts. And this is propagating all throughout mainstream media. The international hacking groups Anonymous and LooseSec say Lose they will team up to launch cyber attacks on governments and financial institutions around the world. The two hacker groups announced this on blogs and via Twitter on Monday. They said they will steal classified information, including emails and other documents. Now, let me ask you a question, John. If uh, if these incredibly sophisticated hackers are posting this on on the tweeters and on uh, blogs, can't you track that? Can't you just easily track the IP addresses? Don't they do this all the time when they want to find someone? They just subpoena tweeter and they get uh, the, and, and they and, and they get the the information who who owns that account. Why is that not happening now? 
Well, there's a couple of things that are interesting to me. One, yes, you can do that if you can, uh, if unless the thing has been covered up with you going through uh, 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 one of the hiding systems, like uh, you, un- you understand my point. It's not, it- yeah, but the other, but the other thing is, if that, if you can't find out who it is, why is well, they close these accounts left and right? Why are these accounts wide open on on Twitter? Twitter, on Twitter in the <laughs> first place, because it seems to me. That they shut down an account at the drop of a hat, you know, for somebody who looks cross-eyed at the at the ownership, and that these are this is something this is very sketchy. And the other thing is these hacker groups. What do they have a joint press conference? You know, they together the two of them decided who's they. I mean, these are all just pretty. You know, these groups are pretty well, loosely listen, strung listen, so together. So Lulzek, Lulzek, L U L Z S E C. Uh, the Twitter account is still available. Uh, in fact, the most recent tweet is, we're hoping to have Operation Anti-Security Payload Number 1 ready by Friday. I mean, really? <laughs> Let's take a look at that. It's hilarious. It's just hilarious. <laughs> How many followers do they have? 253,000. Nice. Tango down. Brazil.gov and Presidencia.gov.br. Lusek Brazil. This is techno experts. The reason why they're not shutting this down is because it's Hillary Lucifer Clinton's website. It was the LulzSec uh, logo. And now they have LulzSecurity.com. The Lulz boat. They've Lulz... Oh. <laughs> That's their theme song. <laughs> Lulz... <laughs> Exciting and new. I like that. It's their homepage. Come aboard. Oh, they have a whole. They have lyrics. We're expecting you. You have to sing along, John. And lulls. Life's sweetest reward. Let it flow. <laughs> Good. It floats back to you. The Another run. I love it. This is great. Yeah, so of course, and they have press releases on the lulzsecurity.com uh, website. So how come this isn't shut down? They take out entire uh, cages. This just happened two days ago. They took out an entire cage with like 4,600 websites, many of which had nothing to do with the FBI. With anything. Yeah. Nothing at all. And this just keeps on going? Oh, please. You're insulting me. It is pretty bad. It's insulting. I know. Wait, where's the big takedown notice? Yeah. The Where, where's impressed. the DHS FBI takedown logo? How come they don't switch the DNS on that? Why not? I mean, please, can we think for ourselves, people? Please? Please, for one second? And you can always follow me on Twitter. That's right. Bring that guy in. He'll fix it. So they got 1,100 tweets. So they haven't been on that long. They got a lot of followers. Yeah. Of course. And they're only following two, and the two they're following are Nyan Cat and. So instead of uh, in, in, instead of uh, doing that, taking down this harmful group, taking down their website like they do for anyone who poops anything. Oh, you're selling sunglasses. Take it down. No, they don't do that for this. We're talking to CRA computers and taking name database and addresses. No, no. Instead, what are we going to do? 
Tonight, we're learning the public outrage over this image showing the pat-down of a six-year-old girl at the New Orleans airport has prompted a change in policy about searches of young children. We've blurred this picture, by the way, for the child's privacy. Airport security workers will now be told to make repeated attempts to screen young children without resorting to invasive pat-downs. Yeah, right. That's right. Just take more pictures, radiate them more. Yeah, that's what we're doing. That's the real important thing we're doing. It's a farce. Farce. It's farcical. It's a farce. That's what it is. So I found a drug, new drug ad clip. Oh, nice. Very very disappointed, though. Oh, really? What they've done, I don't know how they got away with this. In the olden days, which two years ago. When we had these drug clips, you notice that we were always doing timings on them. And they were like running 115, 130, and they were even two-minute ads because because 45 seconds to over a minute of disclaimers were used on the ads. Right. Well, Lyrica, which is one of these drugs with all these bad characteristics. This is the one where you're going to – what is Lyrica? What does it do? That's some for fibromyalgia, which which has the – apparently they say – they think it works because of one of those drugs. They don't even know how it works. (laughs) Shut up. Take it. Just take it. What's your FICO medication score, slave? We don't know if you're going to take it. I don't have a list of what was on there, but they have the, they have, they, they've managed to talk, I guess, the networks, the guys in the drug companies must have gone up to these guys. Look, they went to the government and says, look, these ads are killing us. Instead of a one-minute ad, we have to do a minute and a half, two minutes just to get – is there any way that we can just print a bunch of stuff on the screen real quick and then dump it off there and then say a few things that are the most important? Oh, so now it's like a car commercial where the, there's really fine print that has yeah. no resolution you can't even read? Yeah, yeah. So they, they do have a few things that they bitch and moan about. Mm-hmm. But then there's a bunch of crap on the screen. This also applies to blah, 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 blah. And there's a whole bunch of things on the screen that if you <laughs> are just listening to the ad, you're never going to see or read. And you won't probably read it anyway. But anyway, play the ad. and This is the ad of the future. My whole body hurt. It was an ongoing deep pain. I didn't understand it. I found out that connected to our muscles are nerves that send messages through the body. My doctor diagnosed it as fibromyalgia, thought to be the result of overactive nerves that cause chronic widespread pain. Lyrica is believed to calm these nerves. Believe. I learned Lyrica can provide significant relief from fibromyalgia pain. And less pain means I can feel better and do more of what matters. Lyrica is not for everyone. Lyrica may cause serious allergic reactions or suicidal thoughts or actions. Tell your doctor right away if you have these. New or worsening depression or unusual changes in mood or behavior or any swelling or affected breathing or skin or changes in eyesight, including blurry vision or muscle pain with fever or tired feeling. Common side effects are dizziness, sleepiness, weight gain, and swelling of hands, legs, and feet. Don't drink alcohol while taking Lyrica. Don't drive or use machinery until you know how Lyrica affects you. I found answers about fibromyalgia. Then I found Lyrica. Ask your doctor about Lyrica today. Nice. What is the what is this thing going on? I, I not yeah, fully because John, I, I want some. I, I think I have fibromyalgia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got. I might have swelling. Yeah, well, and by the way, if you have a problem, tell your doctor right away. Well, how can you even get a hold of your doctor nowadays right away? Anyway, what is this thing where the, where the person is saying, I, I had a sore and I found out and I found out and I Oh, no, it's a call to action to, to Google it. Or, as we say, oh, oops, <clears throat> misfire. Consult the book of knowledge. 
I bet you if you look up fibromyalgia on uh, Wikipedia, I bet you it shows. Uh, oh, you think it's been Google bombed with the ad drug company? Of course. Company? Uh, watch. Let's find watch. out. Okay. Again, we shall. Consult the book of knowledge. I know I spell fibromyalgia. Oh, there we go. <sighs> fibromyalgia. Mayo Clinic and Wikipedia. There you go. Fibromyalgia. Number number two hit, everybody. Fibromyalgia. And uh, I'm sure Lyrica will show up here. Let me just find it. Lyrica. There it is. The anti-seizure drug Lyrica has been tested. There you go. It's seizures. You get seizures from it. Look at this page. This is not a uh, human resource Page. This is a drug company page, and I'll bet you, you know, look at it. You see how it look at all this. Look at how neatly it's spaced. Every I, bet I, the, 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 I like the, the, the drawing of the woman with the pain points <laughs> on the Wikipedia location page? of nine paired tender points that compromise. Oh, right. Oh, how convenient. They I bet you if you go to uh, I bet you that it's exactly in the same order. It's a copy paste job from their own. Uh, from their own um, uh, indoctrination. I bet you. Well, um, while we're on the pharmaceutical tip then, new study, John. New study. Even though we have uh, uh, young girls dying from this uh, Gardasil injection, uh, we've had seizures, we have reports everywhere. Oh, no. Not according to the mainstream media. This, by the way, this is genius. They have a package, a produced package, on network television, and they show the ad in the package, which, of course, means that it's actually an ad. And it comes from a very interesting organization. A new medical study gives an okay to the HPV vaccine. The human papillomavirus can lead to cervical cancer, but the vaccine has sparked controversy over government recommendations that girls as young as 11 get it. Now, as Betty Wynn reports, the HPV vaccine has been found to be especially effective for teenagers. I just turned 17 when I got the HPV vaccine. High school senior Karen Sanchez says her mom convinced her to get vaccinated for HPV. It was better to be safe than sorry, better to be prepared. I chose to get my daughter vaccinated. Since it was introduced in 2006, the HPV vaccine has been known to be an extremely effective weapon in the battle against cervical cancer. In the United States, HPV is believed to cause up to a million cases of dangerous precancerous cervical abnormalities every year. 12,000 women develop cervical cancer, and 4,000 will die. die. Now, a new study provides more evidence that early vaccination can make a big difference. Well, that makes me feel safer to know that I got it early rather than waiting until I was sexually active in after 18. Published in the medical journal The Lancet, the study found girls under 18 who were vaccinated had a nearly 50% reduction in precancerous cervical abnormalities. This study is the first real-life study of a vaccine program. Dr. Elizabeth Pointer is a gynecologist who specializes in cancer. She calls the large-scale study of women from 12 to 26 significant. I think it shows us that, that this is the group that we need to target. We need to target younger women before target. they um, are become sexually active and have the potential to be exposed to the virus. And she says it's even more convincing evidence that teens like Karen could benefit from the vaccine. Even though I'm still not sexually active, I feel better 
knowing that it worked, it'll work better for me because I got it earlier. Betting wins. CBS News, New York. So the Lancet dot com uh, is a commercial website. The Lancet family of journals and their online home at www.thelancet.com offer a range of advertising and promotional opportunities which can be tailored to the precise needs of your product and current campaign. Or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's, it's so disgusting. And then to have, and, and they show the commercial for Gardasil during this package. It is a commercial within a commercial. And a study. It's pretty slick. It's disgusting, John. It really is. And then to have this poor girl, of course, she's African-American. Of course. Oh, no, you know, even though I'm not sexually active, I'm 11. It's good because I know that it'll be working for me. While Gardasil has proven to not even affect a large majority of the possible HPV, uh, HP viruses. And uh, it just makes, you know, this is a, there's an entire industry around this precancerous um, HPV. And, you know, it, 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 it's a money grab and it's freaking me out that, that, that yeah, it's really, it's something it's you really dislike. I re- well, this whole uh, the Lancet.com uh, was founded by Louis Pasteur. They say, who of course is the guy. Well, he's who turning the, over in his grave. Yeah, of course he is, because this is you know, this. It's an it, the, the vaccination industry is um, is running this site. It was actually someone sent us this note that Eli Lilly uh, will be the company losing the most revenue from its pharmaceuticals during the patent cliff, which is coming, John. The patent cliff, um, as it will wave goodbye to more than 50% of its sales through 2020 as its brand name drugs lose their market exclusivity. Uh, yeah, well, that's not necessarily true because they've, they've got, there's a scam that they've been, that's been discussed now and again that yeah. is kind of interesting. What's they that? do a calculation. They make, they make like, you know, so many billions of dollars on drug A and drug A's patent is going to run out. So they'll go to the generic drug makers, and there's only a few of them. There's a, you know, maybe a, there's a handful that are going to take the drug and, and roll it out as a generic. And they basically just go over there with a pot full of money, find the CEO and say, hey, here, here's a, couple, here's a few million. Right. Just put this off for another five years. You'll make your money then. It's no big deal. What's the difference does it make to right. you? Look at this new car you can drive. It's Bentley. Hey, it's and a just, Volt. You know, you, Here's a volt for you, and he and they just bribe them, and these guys say, okay, well, we'll, we'll we don't have to pr- produce it right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's perfect. I just got a. It couple- works. Oh yeah. So because uh, the amount of money that the generic drug guys make is very calculable. It's about one one hundredth of what the what the drug pharmaceutical company would have made on that drug because they overcharge. Of course. So they can give them that money, the profit in advance, without them having to do any work. It's just business, and they're still in business. Yeah, it's just business. So Qantas Airlines has decided, as the only airline, as far as I know, to uh, shut down flights because of the volcanic ash cloud. And uh, this is the one. Uh, so Singapore is still flying. Air New Zealand still flying. Uh, Emirates. Is the one in Chile, the new volcano? It's the. Is it is that the Chile one? I thought it was Indonesia. I could be wrong. Who cares? It's like all 
Yeah, it's a... but uh, so this is article in the uh, the age, uh, <laughs> and this I I should play the jingle actually. Uh, what am I thinking about? It's like all, all aboard, board. trains good, planes bad. Woo-hoo. So this is the only airline that shuts down for this uh, horrible ash cloud, and uh, here's the quote. Certainly one of the benefits of high-speed rail would be that it offers resilience in times like this where (laughs) airlines are grinding to a halt, said David George, chief executive of the Cooperative Research Center for Rail Innovation. Like, hello, you're being scammed. They got a big rail they're trying to, a high-speed rail they're trying to build in uh, Australia. So they're being scammed. Well, they got a big article in today's New York Times morning Thursday paper, Business Day, front page of the Business Day. High-speed rail poised to alter China. It's a huge article, Ooh, a picture of nice. a high-speed train. Awesome. Uh, and although they do have the balanced coverage, you know, with high costs and fares draw criticisms, but the fact is they're going to have all these trains. Nearly 200 bullet trains a day are expected to create a business corridor between China's two most dynamic cities. And the train station in Beijing. Nice. 200 wow. trains a day from Beijing to Shanghai. What are they? What is that? It's like sounds like a like subway service. Yeah, running slaves. Two hundred a day. I Hold mean, on. that's an what? awful lot of. Tr- nice. What? Uh, what? Mickey says she might have a casting for Criminal Minds. Oh, good. That's good. Thanks. Thanks for interrupting uh, the news. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of news. It is. But maybe she'll take news. the train. To Hold the on. Let's anyway, two hundred trains a <laughs> take day. The train. It doesn't even sound. Take the train to your casting, honey. Yeah, it's oh well. Hey, you know, uh, uh, just to wind up here, right now. So Chuck Schumer is the guy who, of course, needs to be interviewed about the whole Anthony Weiner scandal uh, because he's yeah. uh, Chuck Schumer's boy. Chuck's boy, Chucky's boy, boy. Chucky's boy. boy. Well, I know why they don't uh, let Chucky do that because Chucky can't keep to the script. Chucky flubs the scripts. So uh, I saw this. I saw this clip. <laughs> this is hilarious. Now, it's hilarious. economists will tell you, or, or rather, you look at the um, election, and there were two mandates. One, get the deficit down, get rid of wasteful spending. But two, and even more important, create jobs and get the economy growing. And economists will tell you that one of the best ways to do that, we're going to look at two things. One is deficit, or one is um, <laughs> infrastructure, and one is some kind of encouraging of employment. Now, now economists will tell, tell you, you that when you... Now, economists will tell you deficit. But wait, one is infrastructure and one is encouraging employment. But then he says deficit, and he looks down literally at the script and goes, I mean, uh, and he keeps, he keeps trying to do it. Economists will tell you, this is his... So he studied the lines, and he know it starts with economists will tell you, but he can't remember the rest. Douchebag, biggest douche. He is. He's bad. Um, uh, well, that's about it. I think I got. Uh, so do I have one more thingy? We got. Uh, they're still propagating the rape meme. That's good. You know, now it's, it's unbelievable. You know, the, uh, the International Criminal Court, which America doesn't recognize, is now the authority on rape. Yeah. Um, this was little Timmy. Little Timmy showed up at the Wall Street Journal CFO conference. 
and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but what what he says in this is there will be no crisis because the debt ceiling will be raised. And what I'm hearing him say is, if Congress doesn't do it, we will. Does that make any sense to you that he could say that? No. Well, let's listen. Listen to it and tell me if I'm wrong. You're describing an outcome that will essentially be two-tiered. Down payment now, longer-term agreement later. Yeah, we can't. We, we, don't, we, this, we don't see a realistic path to solving all this at once in the next uh, few weeks. It's just not, not possible. Um, but what we're trying to do is to do a framework where there's a substantial down payment of spending reforms that lock in spending, say, deficit reduction over a 10-year period of time, and then a uh, framework of constraints. We call it a debt fail-safe or a set of targets and triggers uh, that will force the remaining deficit reduction to happen soon enough so we don't fall behind the curve in this. So we're looking at at what we call a a debt cap, meaning a... uh, constraint that says we have to get our deficit to the point down to the point where our debt burden is falling as a share of GDP over the next three to five years. So whatever we don't do in the down payment, we'll have to do in the next couple of years. Uh, and if Congress can't act, we want an automatic enforcement mechanism that locks in the, the deficit reduction savings we need. And that sounded to me like Congress doesn't matter. Yeah, a little bit, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I could barely get through the clip. The guy's so boring. He's very boring. He's, you know, and, and I watch this. And stuff. he stutters, and he's got that that, like I said, leave it to Beaver sound that just <laughs> is weird. It, it, it's yeah, like is beep. Yeah, yeah. All right, Buenos tardes, everybody. Buenos tardes. All right. Let me just. <laughs> I can, you know, the guy's doing too many languages now. Good abend. Buenos tardes. Hello, everybody. It's tough, tough to follow the man. And uh, we, so, do we want to end a show clip, or just want to get out of here? I got the Southwest pilots. No, I, I, got uh, audio. I got I mean, I got a clip left, but it's not worth stopping the flow. That uh, that was another trains uh, trains good planes bad. That uh, Southwest pilots uh, stuck Mike, where uh, I say everyone's a, you know, the flight attendants were gay or grannies. Like, oh my god. Like, did you hear that? Did you hear that audio? No, I didn't. You got it? Yeah, I got the unedited without bleeps if you want to hear it. I mean, it's it's, it. it's really offensive. I mean, it's really, really offensive. Well, but, how offensive could it be compared to what some of the stuff we do? Yeah, correct. Well, it's like if you saw this guy, you'd be like, you're, you're a dick. That's what you'd say. But it's kind of funny because I've got the, uh, you know, the news is like, oh, it's horrible. And this guy's been suspended. What happens is uh, he flips the auto switch. Uh, which is, by the way, I call pilot error and very stupid. The guy is probably not fit to fly that he does this because uh, you know. So just, in other words, everybody in the in the cabin. Right, no, the no, 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 no. Everybody on the frequency. Oh. So you've got air traffic control, and then you've got all these other. So everyone can hear you. Air traffic control. You've got the other um, the other planes. Uh, planes. And air traffic control actually, you'll never, you will not hear this full clip anywhere in the mainstream media, of course, because it's it's highly offensive to uh, homosexuals and old people. It's really bad, and to women actually. It's it, the whole thing is bad. The guy is just offensive. Listen, two forty two, you son of a. This is grind. This is air traffic control. Well, but I had two sons, Indy, all four weeks. 
So he's talking to his co- uh, to either his first officer or uh, or uh, I don't know if he's captain or first officer, but he's talking in the cockpit and doesn't realize that every single time he talks, the mic is keying. And uh, Chicago crews, eleven out of twelve. There's twelve flight attendants, individual, never the same flight attendant twice. Eleven fucking over the top, fucking ass, fucking homosexual, <laughs> and a granny. that. I thought I was in Chicago, which was party land. After that, it was just a continuous dream of gays and grannies and grandes. <laughs> well, I don't give a fuck. I hate, I hate 100% of their ass. So, six months, I went to the bar three times. In six months, three times. Once with the granny in the bag, and I wish I had gone. At the very end with two girls, one of them that was probably doable, but we ended up going to the uh, bar and then to the crew room in St. Louis. And all these two women wanted to do was one wanted to berate her sister and the other wanted to bitch about her husband. Literally, for three hours, me and the FO. When that was done, 2.30 got back to my room. I'm like, why the fuck did I step? Okay, whoever's uh, transmitting, better watch what you're saying. Now. Friendly, but there was still no pit. You know what I mean? I still wouldn't want anyone to know if I had banged them. So, I mean, it was a complete disaster for six months. Now I'm back in Houston, which is easily one of the ugliest bases. I mean, it's all these fucking old dudes and grannies, and there's like maybe a handful of teachers. Okay, someone's got a stuck mic, and... Uh Tell us all about their uh, endeavors. We don't need to hear that. <laughs> Get better. Uh, Houston, Skywest, uh, 6285. We're 19.5 T30, and that was not us. <laughs> Skywest 6285, Houston Center. Roger, climb and maintain. Flight level uh, 360. Now everyone's like weighing in the plane. 360, Skywest 6285. And they, they wonder why airline pilots have a bad reputation. <laughs> This is the best part. The other guys are talking. Tone 2-8, contact Fort Worth Center now, 133.1. 131, one more. Number 7, Hotel Bravo to Center Pile Discretion, maintain 50240. 240, 7, Hotel Bravo. And it wasn't us either. <laughs> it was like, wasn't me. Roger. I didn't well, think that was you. Wasn't me. So, uh, <laughs> by the way, that's exactly what your pilot's doing up there. Moaning and groaning. That, how how offensive. This guy is a douche. Unbelievable. That's what makes our show great. We play these clips. Yeah. Well, the mainstream media would never play that. No, I, I, it was very hard to, to find. Well, it was, for me, it wasn't really, but it was reasonably hard to find the audio because it was all like bleep, 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 bleep. It's like, yeah. yeah. What's the point of bleeping it? Because it's bad, offensive the words. Said. It's illegal in Tennessee, and that's that. Yeah, but uh, Grant, what? Here's the thing that got me. What's a grande? Uh, I think a grande is an older homosexual male. Oh, okay. but as a bicurious male, this clip outraged me. I will never fly with Southwest Airlines again. Was it Southwest? Yeah, yeah. And the oh, guy, that's and the guy got suspended. Well, I would think. But, but embarrassing. <laughs> that's really, Southwest. Really, really bad. Anyway, 
Uh, we are the official grannies of Gitmo Nation. <laughs> I'm the grande. He's the granny. Woo! Coming to you from the Hilltop Watchtower Crackpot Command Center, where the current USA factory manufactured diamond crown resides. And I'm surprised John didn't have any clips. In the morning, yeah. I'm Adam Curry. I'm surprised myself. Uh, and from Northern Silicon Valley, where after the show, I'm going to try that a unique concept, which is the taste of vanilla mixed with chocolate. Woo! Uh, I'm John C. Dvorak. We will be back again on Sunday, and maybe John will think it's Thursday. Right here. I hope. On No Agenda. And you can always follow me on Twitter at Vorak.org slash N-A.